Yo, yo, what the fuck is up, world? How y'all doing out there? Welcome to Steezy's Trap House. This is show number 89. We are in this bitch. And apparently, we are live. Isn't that some crazy shit? We are live. I don't think anybody is going to be listening whatsoever. We did really good. You did really good. You did a really great job. Who is, who is you? Who are we discussing? You, Steezy. You did a great job. I don't know about all that. No, 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 no. It's this Mixler thing right now for all you people who are listening at home. It is something that I'm still working through. I'm not sure how well it's going to be working as I continue on with this, but this is basically our first trial test run. So we'll see how it goes from here. And after this, when it fails miserably, I'll probably throw the PC out the fucking window (laughs) into the middle of Primrose and just watch it get run over by multiple cop cars. So... (laughs) <laughs> that being said, welcome to Steezy's Trap House. Like I said, this is show number 89. I am Steezy. Over here to my right, we've got Corndog. Yo, yo, yo. How you doing, buddy? I'm great. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. B-Rock is not in studio today yes. because he is still ill and does not want to pass that on, which we appreciate, sir. And we send our love to B-Rock. Yeah, thank you for not fucking us up with your illness, my friend, because I don't want that shit whatsoever. This chair smells like B-Rock. And over here to the (laughs) left, making his first appearance in the Trap House, we have our new friend, local MC, member of the hip-hop group, Table for Three. We've got Mr. Sean Shakespeare in studio. Yo, what's going on, man? How you doing, my friend? Pretty good. Good to be here, man. Yes, thank you for coming through. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is a much more uh, unprofessional setup than uh, (laughs) I think most people think when we talk about it at first. (laughs) No, man, this is legit. This is legit. It's not too bad. It's not the worst. Uh, We got... We got... Tailgating chairs. I got a, yeah, dude, I got a beer and a lawn chair right now. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I feel extra professional right I'll now. let you know right now, as most people figure out when they first come in here, it's going to get hot as shit. Right. So beware. I'm Florida tell you. born and raised, man. Yeah, that, that's how <laughs> it works. Good. That's how it works. Uh, I will bang out the plugs real fucking fast before we start doing this shit. You can download the show, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and now, apparently, you can listen live on Mixler. So do that shit. Find us on Mixler, STH Show. Listen live while we are broadcasting. Because this is new to us. We don't know what the fuck we're doing with this. Yeah, man. And uh, please give us a review on like the audio quality and anything that you can suggest if you have been doing the Mixler. Um, yes, please just give us any feedback. It's always incredibly helpful and uh yeah hey corndog if you want go ahead and uh, put the mixler link out there on your facebook too so people can start listening right now i will surely do that because the nice thing about this is there's a little chat room also for mixler for people listening at home that have not used it before with other people with podcasts and other shit like that there's a nice little chat room so we can be able to see what you guys are saying while we're talking and you can make fun of how stupid we sound at the same time so go on ahead Follow us, STH Show, on Mixler. I think the rating system on Mixler is like you can give hearts. Yeah, like, yeah, you, you can, like, you can give you hearts like us, also. We want all of your hearts. Something like that. It's give like, us it's, the heart. You can heart shit or something along those lines. I, I don't know. But anyways, download iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Give us a five-star review on all of those services. We'd appreciate that shit. Follow on social media, Steezy Trap House on Twitter, STH Show 
on Instagram. That came out really weird. STH show. <laughs> STH show on Instagram and Steezy's Trap House on Facebook. Like that fan page. Join the Facebook group, STH show as well, where all kinds of interaction with our listeners is going on over there. You can buy us Trap House t-shirt on our represent store, represent.com, backslash store, backslash STH show. I just punched my microphone on accident. <laughs> Backslash store. <laughs> <laughs> I was really, really feeling some type of way towards the microphone. Cuba Gooding Jr. I'm not <laughs> I cannot see Cuba in the same light now because I'm watching the OJ documentary. Oh, oh man. Dude. That shit is crazy. I yo. watched the first, like, I don't know, maybe five minutes. I was just, I was kind of too high to watch it. At the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was kind of, it was intense. Dude, it is so intense. Just, yeah, emotionally. That shit is taxing. It's it's physically and emotionally taxing. Yeah. We watch like, a lot of Top Chef. That's why. Oh. <laughs> just these kinds of shows. <laughs> just, just a lot. I, I just know when you're watching these situations, and we're all old enough to know what happened with OJ, even though we may have not necessarily been old enough to be watching like the actual Bronco chase, right, right. any of that shit. We're all still old enough here to know how that whole situation played out. It's ridiculous to think about. You can watch this shit on this documentary series and be like on the edge of your seat fucking white knuckling yeah. your armrest. Like, oh my God, OJ, come on, go, go, go. You got it, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Run, dude. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's been an interesting time with me. I can't see I can't see Cuba doing that now. I mean, they just turn him from the protagonist to like this evil, evil, evil man. I could never see Cuba like radio. He was radio, and now he's OJ. Indeed, <laughs> that's what that you. That's a jump. Hey, that's, that's a, not a jump. That's like a long jump. That's a good comeback <laughs> in the though. Olympics. The comeback. Like, the comeback was needed because after yeah. radio, there was uh, some downtime for Mr. Cuba. There's a lot of downtime after radio. I think he made money off of Snow Dogs. He was chilling on that for a little bit with Cisco. Snow Dogs was the jam. That, that movie saved Cisco. Ra- radio was just such a critical hit, though, to one's career. That that was just not a good movie. It's not a good movie, man. Rough. It was a good. It was a good. Um, Tropic Thunder. Moral. You never go full retard. That's the moral. Full. He went full. <laughs> That's the and moral. beyond. Yes, yeah. you can't do it, man. Yeah. You just can't do it, Cuba. I'm sorry. No, but he did it. He did it. He's more than made up for himself in the OJ. Uh, what is it? Like the People versus OJ Simpson, I think it's called? Yeah. yeah, I think so. He's no Terrence Howard, though. That shit is crazy. I know. He's probably jealous. Terrence Howard got a small wee wee, I, I hear. Oh, well, I wasn't talking that's about a, his wee wee. I was just talking about how much money he got. He had, this, he had this crazy ex wife or something like that that she was threatening to blackmail him for all this money. Oh, with pictures of his small yeah, penis? Yeah, with, with pictures of his small penis. And she was, she was saying this publicly. She was putting this out publicly, so all of that pretty much got squashed anyways because she's publicly talking about blackmailing right. somebody, which is illegal. But With pictures of a small penis, like you're already telling people that the man's got a small dick. That's why whole, you got to show the picture? Now? That's the whole point why she did it, though. She talked about, <laughs> quote-unquote, blackmailing him so she could put the information out there. I mean, it, you know, it could be fake information. could be alternative facts. We don't know. Mm. Terrence, I believe in you. I'm sure you have an average-sized penis. Don't you got worry, that dude. empire money. He does have that empire money. He does not give a fuck about nah. the size of his penis. Nah. I'm pretty sure I he's buy cool. a bigger one. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. Anyways. Oh man, wait, hold on. I had a uh <laughs> I had a professor when I was in college when I was taking Hold on. Now that we're on the subject of penises, <laughs> let me let me get this out real fast. It was it was like a sexual psychology or something like that. That's not the name of the class of the course, but it was 
human sexuality. It must have been human sexuality. But they were talking about penis enhancers. And I don't remember at what point in the semester, like, that was a conversation, like, at the point of conversation. But they were talking about penis enhancers. And I remember... The professor's name was Mr. Fagbemi, and he was this Nigerian dude with a really thick accent, and he was like showing us the the slides of all these different types of penis enhancers, and he goes from like the pills to the topical ointment that you can put on, and then he was like, and here's the pump, and in my opinion, boys and girls, if you got to use the pump, you should just give up. <laughs> that's what he said. I was like, dang, like that's cold. That's, that's pretty tragic. I, I don't know if this is the is like tragic. is this what we talk about in college now i think we have one listener also Ooh, who's Sh- our one li- did they give us a heart i don't know he may have given us a heart gave us the heart shout out to j flow over at the burn it down show j flow you you j flow that's my nigga that's my nigga we're gonna try speaking of which j flow we're gonna try to make it out to your one year my sir but here's my problem with that you scheduled it on my mother's birthday, sir. Uh-oh. God damn, how could you do this to me? It's painful. We'll we'll figure it out. Don't worry, sir. I'm I'm going to make it out there if I can. We will figure it out. I might have to might have to let my mother know what's good, you know. Be like I have to go hang out with a fat white man over in Brevard. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I didn't mean that. I love you, sir. I love you and your fat. Anyways, oh my God. find our shirts on our represent Fluffy. store. Represent.com backslash store backslash STH show. Buy a hoodie, buy a sweater, buy a tank top, buy a blouse for your your lovely female friend for Valentine's Day. I'm sure that's ex- exactly what she wanted for Valentine's Day. Get that bitch a tank top. Is a tra- Get that bitch a tank top. <laughs> and last but not least, shout out to all podcast mafia, including Burn It Down, who I just shouted out. BYOCB, What's the Fuss, Scotch and Good Conversation, Cinema Crespediso, Gray Matter, Crop Report, all these fucking homies and their podcast doing shit. Adjust the mic. There's so many people I could keep naming, and I'm not going to because I am now done with the plugs. And it feels oh so good to be done. Good loud. Good loud. Good loud. <laughs> Anyways, Sean, my friend. What is good? Let's get into this shit, man. I want to discuss first off and foremost how we met <laughs> because oh, yeah. this was quite a uh, quite a random situation how it happened. Uh, yeah, man, it was a, it was funny to me only because I had before I met you I was talking with our our good mutual friend Boxical Jenkins right uh, like maybe two days before and he was telling me he was uh, out and about the milk district. Uh, putting out flyers for the show that he was doing that was coming up that weekend. And he had mentioned that one of the previous artists who was on the bill, he had to drop out and he had got somebody else in on the bill. And his name is Sean Shakespeare. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm hyped. This is my homie. He's, he's going to come through now. It's going to be a good ass show. So we're literally talking about you two days before I even meet you. So I, uh, I'm, I'm going over to... I can't even remember what I was going to Howard to do. I was doing something for you. I was going to drop off something to you or some shit like to that. To pick up keys so that you could go to New Smyrna to get your stickers. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Because this is right before the, the Trap House one year. That's right. And uh, this was the day before the Trap House one year party, I think, actually. 
That's craziness. Jesus. You you didn't miss out too much on that. Just a bunch yeah. of white people chugging two liters of beer at a time. <laughs> it was great. You missed out on a lot. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. It wasn't too you know? bad. We had some random homeless people crash the and party. And sing happy birthday to Steezy's <laughs> Trap House. What was it? This was here? Yeah. No, it was over at uh it was over at the new lazy. Oh, Moon. not at oh, this okay. like on uh, on fifty. Because her brother, uh, Rick and Papo, he's actually the general manager over there. Oh, nice. So he, he helped us out, hooked it up, and shouts out to that dude also. Shout out to Rick and Papo. Shout out to Rick and Papo, yeah, who's yeah. golfing and was not at Lazy Moon when we went on a bike ride over there earlier. Yeah, it, that wasn't really necessary for the story, but thank you, Corndog. Appreciate it. No problem. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going over to the place Corndog works at to go grab some keys for her. And so I call an Uber, and Sean picks me up. And Sean immediately, as soon as soon as I get in the car, he's just like, I know you. Like, I've seen you around. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've seen you around. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I introduce myself. He introduces himself as Sean. And I don't put two and two together immediately ah. right off the bat. So we're talking. And I think we start talking about skateboarding first. Yeah, I think so. Because I was, um, I think I mentioned the go skateboarding day in the summer at Howard. Yeah, at Howard, uh, the 21st, I think, June? Yes, sir. Or July, I forgot which which one it was. Yeah, it's the 21st. Okay, yeah, but we were just talking about skateboarding. At Howard? And then I forgot how music came up, but yeah, at Howard Middle. Because right How- uh, like Howard has basketball. the- Basketball. They have that Howard's got there? the best ground. Yeah, they yeah. Have, flat ground. They've got the best yeah. flat ground around. They for, have that there? That's awesome. Yeah, because yeah, it it's a- cool. It was really cool. Like, mainly for all the skateboarders know, like, basketball yeah. courts and tennis courts, oh, man, they've, shit. Got, yeah. they've got the best flat ground. It's Absolutely. It's fucking perfect. And it's also nice at Howard because they have those little ledges there, too. I mean, the ledges are a little chunky and shit. Yeah, but they're, they're, they've seen better days. Yeah, most definitely. But it's it's still better than nothing, especially yeah, especially when you're from Orlando, where skate spots are few and far between, yeah. to say the least. But we start talking about skating, and we start talking about music. And then you mentioned that you were, you were in Table for Three, right? which Box had also mentioned to me a couple days before, but I didn't, still wasn't putting two and two together. And so I mentioned the podcast and I was like, oh shit, yeah, we should do something. We should link up. And I'm getting out of the car and I'm getting his information and then I'm putting it in my phone and he goes, yeah, the name's Sean, Sean Shakespeare. And I go, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? That's fucking crazy. And then I go off the handle. I'm like, I was just talking about you two days ago with Box. And I mentioned Box's name. Then Sean goes, fan. Sean goes, what? You know Box? Yeah, yeah. I think I was I was on his show. His uh, He's got a show at uh, WPRK. Like, yes, uh, yes. I think like a, a day before that, yep, I yep. was on his show. I was watching. He was a uh, Facebook. Someone was Facebook streaming it. Okay. And I was watching it. Because uh, were you there with Chives also? Uh, Made that moment. Was, that um, might have been the week it after. It was Leroy. Actually. Okay. Leroy Sly. Was, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, no, I uh, I think I saw both of those streams actually. Now I'm thinking about it, but that's a uh, it's it's rather crazy that that whole that whole situation happened in such a small area. Yeah, man. Especially when we were just talking about it before we start too. We see you riding your bike around here all the time. Yeah. So it's almost all the time. It's almost like we have <laughs> known each other this whole time, but just never knew each other until what two weeks ago. Right. Right. Yeah. Some well, shit like and that. we always saw you at Space Bar. Oh, okay. And like, yeah, I'm over there kind of often, too. Yeah, no, no. We've known you for a while. <laughs> we've been watching you. <laughs> we've yeah. been watching you. Corn dog, we've when been you, keeping tabs on you. Corndog, when you say it like that, you realize how, how awkward it is 
You're you're making it. Well, that's for this my man. mo. That's what I do. Yeah, get used to the weirdness. That's pretty much how you're she. You're freaked out. Pretty much <laughs> yeah. how she works. It only gets out. worse. Yeah, I usually don't go. Like I have a pretty small radius. I feel like, and this area like helps me be really lazy and not really go that far <laughs> to do a lot of different things. But it's <laughs> now is it lazy or is it strategic? I think, strategic. I think that's, it's more. There you go. Like think smarter, not harder. Yeah. Exactly. Because that's what I, that's what I did. That's <laughs> that's why I moved here. I was like, shit. I'm right around the corner from Space Bar, Sports Town. Like the plaza's right there. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm a five minute Uber right away from downtown and Mills. Like it's it's fucking perfect yep. over here, man. It's beautiful. Anyways, so my friend. Where are you from originally, might I ask? Because I know you said you are Florida born and raised. Yeah, um, South Florida, like West Palm, Palm Beach Gardens specifically. Okay. Um, yeah, moved up here like five years ago. Oh, damn. So you've been you've been down south your whole life mainly. Yeah, pretty much. I spent like a year in San Francisco, but other than that, I've been in Florida. Oh, shit. How was San Fran? It was cool, man. It was cool. I was like skating a lot back then. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, this so makes sense. Awesome. This like, makes sense. Some of the best spots I've ever seen in my life. <sighs> I can only imagine. I, uh, I hit San Fran when I was about four, five years okay. old, you know? <laughs> so just a little ripper, you know? <laughs> it was really doing a lot. A lot of tricks over at the San Diego Zoo with my family. But um, how are those fucking hills, dude? Pretty great. I was going to say. Great. I used to go through wheels like, yeah. I don't even, dude, like insane. I would imagine. Like, I would go to uh, Deluxe and like they would see me so often they started giving me deals and shit. Okay. But uh, yeah, big ups Deluxe. Damn, for yeah, real? Yeah, yeah, so you ever meet like Thebo and shit like that or? um, I'm not sure. Okay. Who was that? Who was Jim, you uh, Thebo. Jim Thebo. He's like the... uh uh. What is it called? It's been so Distribu- long since I've out, been out there. I'm not. He's sure. like the he's the big head honcho at the Lux. I don't know. I'm not he, sure. He runs fucking. He runs everything. He runs real thunder, Spitfire, all that shit. True that. He's the he's the huge head honcho. There. Yeah, there was. Uh, I remember like Bram used to work there. Um, who else? I you're, don't even know, man. It's been so long. You're already more ingrained into uh, the skate industry than I am. That's <laughs> that is for damn sure. True that. So uh, so when you're saying you were. We'll get back to South Florida in a second. I like skating talk a bit more. So when you were over in San Fran, was it just skateboarding that motivated you to move there? Um, no, actually, I was going to school for illustration at the time. Okay. And um, yeah, I was going to school for illustration, but I feel like skateboarding really was my my real main focus. You know what I'm saying? And uh, just, I don't know, it was just fun. Like, I'm used to, I grew up skating here in Florida since I was like 11. So to go out there when I was like 19... Uh, and just see all the spots that I had been watching in videos where, where since I was a little kid. Things aren't flat. Right. <laughs> like, so it's just like every... Fuck you, just Florida. Just because of hills, everything becomes a spot. It's yeah. nuts. Oh, yeah. Like, it's wild. And I, I had never experienced that before. Florida, you're so fucking flat. Yeah. God damn it, Florida. Why? <laughs> Jesus, man. I'm from North Florida originally. I'm from Pensacola. All right. So up there, it's a, it starts to get a little more hilly. So I had a few more spots growing up, but not really because I'm I'm from I'm Pensacola, so it's just backwoods type of shit. So when I moved down to Orlando and things got really flat, I was just like, "Oh man, this is this is fucking crazy, man! Yeah. Not, oh my god, there's no elevation here." Yeah, yeah. So I can only imagine how insane those uh those hills were. It was great. It took some getting used to for sure. Like I was gonna definitely say, got a lot of you know pants and shirts and shit with like a whole lot of holes in them. And shit. Yep, I was gonna say missing some skin somewhere. <laughs> I, that's that was my next question. Yeah, I assume there were some gnarly gnarly wipeouts yeah, happening. Yeah, absolutely. Because some of the streets got pretty just messed up and like cracked and stuff. So mm. you'd be going like you know twenty five miles an hour down this hill and then like hit a giant just gash in the road and it was. Game over, you know? <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Damn. But, Jesus, man. Yeah. Okay. Sketching was cool, too. That was another thing. Like, because it was so much just traffic moving slow that you could just skate faster than cars. For people people at home who do not know what skitching is, it's when you hold on to a moving vehicle while they are driving. Yep. Is that what that's called? Yeah, it's skitching. <laughs> why, yep, yep. why is it called skitching? I don't know. Uh, couldn't tell you. Interesting. <laughs> Let's just go with that. You're so knowledgeable. <laughs> it's some mashup of some type of words that I couldn't tell you right off the top of my head. But huh. anyways, that's fucking cool, man. Because I, I, like I said, I haven't been out to San Fran as a an older person so as someone who, who's skated most of his life you know i've never been there to experience how crazy it is out there see a yeah. lot of homeless people too yeah i mean like there was a um i'm pretty big uh kind of like a train hopping scene type thing you know what i mean like there's a lot of kids that came from all over the country just like jumping freights i hear know? it's very crusty huh yeah yeah very so crusty like, sometimes you know people that were just homeless in the city kind of blended in with people that were homeless just traveling through. So gotcha. the, it seemed like there was a bigger homeless population there. Gotcha. But mm. I don't know. There was It was always cool. Like, it was the first place I'd ever seen that was, like, recycling beyond just put your stuff in bins and bring it somewhere else. Like, recycling, like, meant something out there, I feel like. When people were done, I found, like, so many different cool things that were just left on the street instead of the trash would be, like, free books, you know, or, like, records. or Like, yep. for people. Like, like yeah. for, like, to repurpose. Yeah, or, like, food on top of trash cans, you know what I mean? And, like, That's badass. Nice. Yeah, cool. It's, it was cool. It was cool. Do you miss the wow. weather? Uh, yeah. More than anything. <laughs> More than anything. <laughs> Especially as a Florida boy, I, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah, dude. It was like an AC outside. Jesus, all the time. man. So you got basically like a year tease worth of the weather and then yeah. came right back. Like this, how it is right now in Florida, what are we in the middle of February? So it's like this this is how it would feel in like August. Oh my god. Yeah. What? Yeah. It was awesome. As a person who works outside for a living, I can just only imagine. Yeah, Jesus, it was great. man. Especially with our hair when we're outside in the heat. Yeah. For people at home right now, this is the special edition of the trap house. This is the locked up version <laughs> of the trap house. <laughs> only locks in the trap house right All now. Only locks in the trap house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, son. So anyway, so you move back to to uh, Florida. Yep. Now, were you only illustrating at this time, or were you also writing and emceeing, or when did you get into music? Um, I got into freestyling before I moved to San Francisco. Um, it was on a skateboard trip with me and my friend, uh, Matt Ramsey. Okay. Um, we were skating Miami on the way back. I just had an instrumental CD. We were just like, let's just make the drive, you know, pass the time Yeah, a little, more, a little more fun. Yeah, so we just started rhyming over some instrumental CD I got from, like, underground hip-hop from with a different order but anyway um yeah just started freestyling and stuff we were really bad at it but it was fun <laughs> so instead of like just hanging out and like drinking smoking weed and like shooting the shit we would do that but rap at the same time and just like yeah gave each other games like some nights we would just have like an hour where we only communicated through shit that rhymed like over beats and i feel like stuff like that kind of helped us Nice. Get the gears going. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I can only imagine, man. I mean, if you're putting those type of restraints on yourself, you have to work around it somehow, so it makes your mind work that much more creatively in the first right, place. Right, And just exercises like that, you know, you when you go to actually write down a thought to make a song out of it, the, it just comes easier and you don't realize. It's like lifting weights. You're just like, oh, shit, now I can lift this. Exactly. Didn't realize I was that strong yet. I bet you're really good at the New York Times crossword puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> I never even look at it. <laughs> like, <laughs> nonsensical shit. I bet if I put it in front of you right now, you could bang it out while we're doing the show. Or I just That's 
hard like, ass uh, crossword puzzle. <laughs> That's a, if you bang, if you were to bang that out in like ten, I'd be pissed. I'd be salty about it because I st- I spent. Well, how long were we at Johnny's that day? We were over at Johnny's probably for three to four hours. I spent two and a half hours Johnny's with another dude. Johnny's other side. Other side. Yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. I spent two and a two and a half hours with uh this other dude trying to figure out the New York Times crossword puzzle. <laughs> Shout out Wade. Shout out Wade. He's the shit. And this is a this is the first time Corn Dog had ever done a New York crossword puzzle, yeah, and this guy like, does it every fuck? week. Oh, all right. So, <laughs> but it was cool because he's so he's an engineer, and like his level of knowledge is so beyond mine. Like, not saying I'm stupid, but he just he knows a lot, a lot more than I know. Plus, he's older, so a lot of the things that he knows, it's like shit that I would have had no no clue about. Right. And we helped each other out with that. I was like, oh, I got one. I got. He was like, oh, I didn't even think of that. Nice. I mean, 95% of the time it was him doing that and me being like, oh, I didn't think of that. <laughs> but she, she literally forgot about me completely but, <laughs> while this was happening. <laughs> no, but it was awesome. There was such a sense of accomplishment after that. Oh, Seriously. yeah. As soon as she comes running up to me after they finish, just We're done. stars in her eyes. She's like, oh, my God, we finished. <laughs> And I'm yeah, just like, man. thank you, Wade. Thank you, sir. Now I don't have to please her later because you've already done it for me today. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, so so back to rhyming. So you're, you're hitting the instrumentals. You're, you're giving yourself these little basically almost uh, mental battles to become a better a better writer, better yeah. rhymer. Now, oh, excuse me. Actually, were you writing at this time or is it just freestyling between you and your friend? Um. We would we would uh we would record like written stuff too. Yeah, we would write. We would okay. write. Um I feel like so that start- was around the time like I wanna say when I got back from San Francisco, it was uh probably what, like two thousand ten or eleven. That's when we started going, all right, let's record as much as we can, let's write as much as we can, stuff like that. Anything like, you know, two thousand seven to then was mainly freestyling. Gotcha. Yeah. Damn, son. So, we move further in. Now, where does Table for Three jump into this? Um, That was like maybe, what, a year and a half to two years after I moved to Orlando? A year and a half in or something like that. Moved up here because there wasn't as much happening. I saw more movement up here in the music scene, like in all genres really, up here in Orlando than I did in West Palm. Okay. Wanted to kind of you know step up a little bit you know what i mean give okay. myself more to work with i got you and um yeah my friend richard was going to full sale at the time he's a uh, live engineer now he's like i think he's touring with black he's been like all over the country Damn. proud of that dude hell yeah big ups richard but um anyway so he was uh just learning like the ins and outs of audio and stuff and he produced an album we called it sloppy perfection uh we were working on that about like like right after i moved up here he was going to full sale. He met this girl, TKO. He was like, hey, this girl's really good. One of the best rappers I've seen at full sale. Probably the best one I've seen at full sale so far. I was like, really? And she happened to be a girl, so I was super interested. She I was spit like, Who's some this shit. Person? And uh, we had these hip-hop parties at my house where my friend Cub, um, good friend of mine, um, when he came over and brought his turntables and everything, we had like raffles. It was really cool. It was like a few years ago. TKO comes. We click. like She clicks with everybody super quick. She freestyles and stuff, and we're just like, let's keep making music together, basically. Hell yeah. We had a barbecue at her house maybe a few months later, 
Xavier was there with an instrumental that he was working on. Mm-hmm. That was, we didn't know it yet, but it was the instrumental for the Misfits anthem. Uh, first track on our new LP. Um, he was just like, if anybody has anything for this, let's just see if we can make something work out. I happened to have written like a hook, probably like, probably like eight months before, and I just didn't ever, never placed it with anything. So that was like, that was like really yeah. relaxed then at that at that start. It was just kind of like, hey, you know, if anybody wants to to get right. on this, yeah, we were not serious about like making music, you know, as a group. Almost at like all. it was almost kind of seen like a one off almost at first, yeah. you know? Yeah. Okay, I got and you. It just um, so I I spit the the hook for them over the beat. They really fell in love with it. We wrote the song and recorded it that night, and we were like, that just worked way too Hell easy. Yeah. And we got a product that we really liked. We Organic. were like, we should just keep doing it. Yo, that video is yeah. dope as shit, too. Oh, thanks, man. That video is dope as Which shit. Which one did you see? Uh, Misfits Anthem, Oh, okay, actually. cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's what's up. Quite dope. I watched the other ones, too, actually. But, all right, cool, uh, man. They, they were all dope. Yeah, I'm that's our first lie. one. I had, like... Uh, um, People don't recognize me because I had like no hair. No hair, yeah. yeah. I actually <laughs> ran it back like in the right when the the song ended and the video ended. I was like, wait a second, I got to go back because I <laughs> I think I I think I missed Sean at the very start. Yeah. But uh, no, no, man, that shit was well produced too. I must say. Yeah, my friend Juan, man, Juan Ardones and um and uh, Drew Perlmutter, they filmed and edited the whole thing. Gotcha. Yeah. So. Everything clicks after that first song, and you're just everybody's kind of taken aback, and they're like, "Oh shit, this worked out way better than we thought it did." So, what happens from there? Um, what happened from there? I think there was a dope operatic that Cub put on. Cub was like the curator for that. The, this was uh, back when Peacock Room was still operating. Oh, R.I.P. Peacock yeah. Room, yeah. man. Rest oh, in peace, Jesus, man. Yeah, that was one of my favorite places. Yes. Oh, so yes. He had a monthly hip hop showcase called Dope Operatic. I was um, one of the performers that night, and I was just like, "Yo, you guys want to perform Misfits Anthem at the end of my at the end of my set? Like, I think people should hear this." That was like, I think, I think that was when that's the only track we had. And it got such a great response, like compared to the shit that I was doing. It was just like because at the, at the time that material was starting to get a little bit old, like the stuff that I was doing solo at the time. Okay, and um, I was just like, this is like such a step forward. You know what yeah. I mean? The we didn't even have a name yet or anything, but it was just like that one track. People were like, that track's awesome, and we were like, yeah, it feels good. Let's just keep making music. Damn right. And then yeah. I think um, um, who was it? I think Kalista saw us perform that night. And um, she is a promoter out of, she's worked with the Fox Theater for a long time. She works out of um, a different place out of Longmont right now. Um, The Dickinson Opera House, I believe, in in Lakewood. Okay. Longmont, uh, Colorado. But um, anyway, so she saw our stuff and she gave it to, she told Swamberger about us. And then one day I see Swamberger at... uh, what was it at a um at Austin's Coffee on okay. a Monday night? Gotcha. And then he was, I think he offered us to play. It was some show at the Social. I forgot what it was now because it was a few years ago. But um, yeah, just started putting us on his stuff, and I feel like we got a little bit more feelers out there. Damn. I was gonna that. say once you once you get the nod from Swamberger, then th- things are gonna start working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's man. that's a good person to have on your side. Yeah, he's for solid, sure. man. He's definitely solid. Shout out to Swamberger, man. Yeah, man, for sure. I'm going over there actually a little bit later. We gotta work on some stuff. Hey, fuck yeah. I've never actually met him. One of these days, I'll meet him. Yeah, he's cool, man. It'll happen. I see him around all the time. He's everywhere. Yeah, he's I, like- I I see him everywhere. <laughs> Just like I see you everywhere. Yeah, it's just yeah. like, it's, I don't know. That's how this fucking works out. That's why I like this little community here. 
Yeah, man. Everybody is. Uh, it's very easy to almost not infiltrate, but like uh, seep into the other subgenres, subcultures, whatever you want to call it. Right. Like all the little weird underground things happening here in uh, this Orlando community. A lot of the other weird cultures, they all support each other very, right, right. very well. So you'll see a lot of people at some type of like indie band that you'll probably see at a hip hop show next week. Right. With right. a very, very same crowd of people. Yeah, that is cool. I like that. It's like the the, the soil's soft. Exactly. Here. Yes. Like, Everyone has very go. very malleable <laughs> minds. Everyone's yeah. open to everything. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part. It's cool it's stuff. Cool. Now for your solo stuff, how much solo stuff have you put out? Um, I put out one solo album in two thousand twelve or early two thousand thirteen, I think. Yeah, it was early 2013. And um that's it, solo. And um I actually took that down. I think there's a there's it's still on Bandcamp. Okay. But um it doesn't represent what I'm really how I'm feeling or how what I'm doing anymore. So I'm not really I don't really push that project anymore. Fair enough. But um working on one with Swamberger, we just finished recording um a couple like what, a month ago or something. But we're like gearing up to release that in the next few months. Nice. For sure. I have a yeah. question. Who is Swamberger? Oh, he's, a, he's an artist. He's an MC. He worked. He he. Uh, have you heard of uh, Soliloquist of Sound? Yes. Yeah, he's the MC from Soliloquist of Sound. Oh damn. Yeah. He draws. Up. I think he's drawn like all their artwork and stuff too. Nice. Damn. Yeah, really? really? Yeah. He's a really good painter. Really good painter. I didn't even know that shit. Yeah. He's yeah, a man. He's, uh, man of many talents. Right. Yeah. He's a Renaissance man. For sure. Ah. I was gonna say, I see you've got paint on yourself too. Were you painting before you came over? Oh here? yeah, yeah, yeah. I work. I'm working on this this series. Um, I'm starting this like this brand. I'm kind of like, it's kind of just an idea for me to just exploit my uh, visual creativity right now. Okay. But I want to. It's gonna develop into a brand that I'm gonna like release things through and stuff. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. That's what's up. Hell yeah. yeah. I had a uh, a work up at um a piece up at uh the house uh, center the on night. Friday night. That's yeah. what I was just about to ask. Which yeah. Plan? It was the uh, the pink orange that was up there. Ah, I, I saw gotcha. It. I gotcha. I saw it. Yeah. So I'm doing like a kind of like a little mini series with those. Cool. Yeah. Hey, That's shout awesome. out, shout out to Mr. Zach from No Guarantees. Yes. RIP No Guarantees. He said the audio sounds really good. So Did he I'm, give us hearts, Zach? I've got two hearts apparently. I gave you two hearts. <laughs> oh you! Oh Jesus Christ! God damn it, woman! I would have done more, but like the heart has to load before it. Oh, the heart has to load. Yeah. You you can't even wait for the heart to load, woman. Seriously. I mean, I waited. And I was like, eh, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I waited halfway. I'm bored. Uh oh, three hearts. We oh, we got shit. three now. Did oh Zach shit! Give us a heart. I think it may have been Zach. Oh my god, I feel <laughs> love. Hey, we miss you, Zach. Come out, come over here from Tampa, buddy. We miss you. We need to we need to see your face, my friend. So TKO, huh? Yep. I'm curious about this TKO. Yeah, man, she's cool. She's um, she's from Jersey. She's been rapping for a really long time. Nice. I think like around nine is when she said she started like Damn. holy shit putting stuff together. Yeah, she's That's right awesome. next to New York. You know what I mean? She got influenced by a lot of the old school, a yep. lot of the old school cats early on, and uh, so I think that like gave her a real solid direction as far as like what to put up with and what not to put up with. Or, right. you know, like a level to hold yourself yeah, to. Yeah, absolutely. Because we, we all still, like, that's standard. That standard. Yeah, that's standard. I feel like she, since she was so close, she was probably in and out of New York all the time also. Right. 
like Corn Dog over here, she's originally from Connecticut, so she completely understands yeah. how that works. Yeah, true that. Yep. When she moved down to Florida, she actually kind of hated me for a little bit because she was going to this weekly poetry circle with uh, Abio Dune from The Last Poets. Yeah. Oh, what? Yes. I. Hold talk, on, where was talk, this? Talk to her. Talk to her where about this. Cause I, have two, I have two last poets. I'm not, I'm not cool enough for this. She's like the one. Uh, click, you just said that, yeah. and I just like blinked a few times. Like, Trust me. What? Trust me. I did I did the same thing when she told me originally. <laughs> no, man. Um, yeah, I just it just kind of happened. It was fucking really weird. It just kind of happened. It was really weird. I have my mentor to thank for that. Like She's like a fucking ray of sunshine. Um, but... I got this internship at this African Drumming and Dancing Cultural Arts Consortium when I was in Connecticut. And we put on programs um, for kids like after school and in the summertime, uh, like kids in the hood, kind of like urban revitalization type things. Um, And we taught them, you know, traditional African drum and dance, um, all this kind of shit. We did poetry, open mic, open mic um, events and stuff like that. And uh, through that, she had a connection with Abby O'Doon and she was like, there's somebody I really want you to meet. She knew that I wrote shit and that I sang and I, um, whatever. And she was like, I really want you to come to this place. And I was like, Oh, okay. You know? Um, and I, I knew who he was, but, um, cause I went to like, there was some stuff for some of my classes in college and he came in, he did, um, a, he did a what's that thing called on YouTube a react a reaction to a Mortal Techniques documentary um, that he had written and he spoke about it. Oh, like a reaction video or something? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah, a reaction video. But it was more it was like a Just panel like- discussion um, in response to a Mortal Techniques documentary because they're they're boys him and a Mortal Technique. So just a reaction without a video. Yeah. Well, no, we watched the whole documentary and then we talked about it. Oh no no no! I was I was saying like the reaction. That's like a whole popular thing on YouTube. The yeah, reaction yeah, yeah. Videos. Yeah, so I didn't know what words a, to call it. So it was just a reaction. Kind of, yeah, or a response <laughs> to. I would say more of a response to. Okay, fair so, enough. So, um, you know, we all talked, and then I met him there, and uh, I told Sister Nandi, I was like, I met this dude, and she was like, Oh, that's Abby O'Doon. And I was like, Oh shit! And she was like, I know him. You need to come to his place in Harlem. And so um, every Sunday he would have uh poetry workshops at his house it was open to the public free for any up-and-coming artists there are people from like wu-tang's label there and shit i guess erica badu had been in and out of that motherfucker um yeah there's there was this chick who went and her name was uh lyrical no not lyrical whiz but she just got signed to wu-tang's label and um or something along those lines she was really fucking cool uh but like you know the elders were there and they gave you like you know feedback and stuff and you could share your art with them so i was doing that um like every sunday we would go sister nani and i would go to harlem and i brought some friends over and it was really fucking tight like that that was uh, like when i first moved to florida i didn't realize it when i first moved to orlando i could compare that to what people are doing in orlando now you know and it just kind of took me a while to figure out where that was and where I could find that same type of thing. And I'm still kind of just like very much a sponge, still just like absorbing it and, you know, just like aggressively observing everybody. You are very sponge-like. <laughs> I am very sponge-like, it's true. Um, but yeah, it was fucking, it was the coolest thing that I had ever experienced. And through that, I became really close with Abiodun and I have his number 
And he'll tell Sister Nani, oh, tell her to call me. I, I want to talk to her. I'm like, humble brag much. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's very much a humble brag. Not humble at all. But like, that's cool as fuck. You know, like, that's just, it's cool. I mean, yeah. for, I'm, awesome. I'm lucky. I'm really lucky that we, that happened. We did I'm like really a, thankful we that. did a long distance relationship for about a year and a half when we first started dating. And as a hip hop head myself, I'm, I'm sure you can imagine as, you know, as I just told you, she tells me as I'm fucking here in Orlando, I'm not doing shit with my life. This is way before the podcast. She tells me she's going to a weekly poetry circle with Abby Odun. And I'm like, what the <laughs> Like what is what is happening over there? How did that even happen? Yeah, what? Yeah. Like completely took me aback, you know. So he's one of the most badass motherfuckers I've ever met in my life. Yeah, she's that's, a, that's like, awesome. I honestly don't know much about him personally. I just know I just know him the last poet. Work. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the shit. He's like super fucking cool. He's really really fucking cool. Like tough, tough as nails. And then his sons are really really cool too and they're all supporting each other he just he was just working on a project uh, called gratitude and he put it out so um, it's interesting it's interesting but he's awesome i mean like shout out abby odun and uh and the whole fam they're great if you ever listen to this i was trying to get him to come to florida like yeah, yeah because he if i could put something together with um do you know who okay cmr conscience minds yeah conscious yeah. you know cmr yeah. okay so i was trying to get something put together through my homie Thomas. Yeah, but Thomas of CMR, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but he's like super busy all the time and I never followed through with it. So, you know, that would have been really fucking cool to get. But I don't know how many people would be interested in it. It's never like too late. I know. Oh, I'm still very much interested in the idea, but I don't know how many people would be interested in it, if it would be a worthy venture for him. Well, there's three people here right how? now that probably would yeah. be interested. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely. So that'd be cool as fuck. I mean... Girl can dream. I got to put it down on pen to paper and like write all my ideas out. Well, you're the only one out of the three of us who knows him. He's so. down. I talked to him about it. He was like, if you can get me to Florida, I'll figure out the rest. That's what's up. I was like, really? That's really cool. <laughs> really? I, I never got to go. I made her move to Florida before I my got to go. My world, I'm telling you, dude, it just get, it gets smaller every day. You know? Yes. It's yeah. just like, it's awesome. Every day. Yeah, man. Awesome. It's, it's some crazy shit, man. It, it really is. Yeah. How these, uh, Small, tiny, little connections just weave their way in right. and out of our lives. But, I mean, truly, uh, we're all magnets for each other. Like, that's a real true thing. And think about it. Before we moved to this side of the town, this side of the town, uh, before we were doing Steezy's Trap House, we had, like, those connections were there for you with, you know, I mean, kind of, with people who were like-minded and stuff like that. But when we came over here, it was literally, like, a force. Like, that force was, like, vroom, 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 vroom. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, everybody that we wanted and that we needed fucking just, it was like very organically just came. You know, like, you want to do a show? Yeah, let's do a show. Holy shit, I'm going to meet you in an Uber and we don't know each other, but now yeah. we know each other. And <laughs> yeah. what the fuck? How does that? Like, you know, that's a, a very, very powerful force. And um, it's just, a, it's an interesting relationship of things down here. That's yeah. All. We were, well, myself, I've been living in Orlando for now almost seven, well, no, excuse me, almost eight years. And for the majority of that time, I was living over by UCF side. Okay. So I was, kind of, it was just cheap fucking rent, you know, yeah. really cheap, like less than three hundred dollars a month, cheap. Oh wow. So I mean, it's it's hard to move away, you know. Yeah. But I was also in the middle of, you know, the hood on that side of town, because for people who don't know, there is a lot of hood still surrounding UCF. 
It's <laughs> definitely still there. It's not just college students. A lot of college students being picked off by uh, hood types in there that are <laughs> <laughs> looking for uh, looking for easy targets, yo. So I, I had my fair share of crackhead experiences and the like over there. You know, just ridiculous shit that you feel like you shouldn't be seeing. I don't know. Not even a mile away from like a, a big fucking campus yeah, of, of a university. I hear you. So <laughs> I and I've always hung out on this side of town. Like just because this is where all the creative people are. Right. That's right. what I've always figured. So what Corndog was just getting at, that was kind of like my idea. I move over here, I immerse myself in the creative district of the city, and I'm only gonna surround myself with those same people. Right. So it's worked out pretty well so far, I can see. Yeah, before I moved uh, to this area, I, I, it was the same thing for me. I lived right by, um, thank you, like in the what, like s- northeast corner of Winter Park, like okay, by, near like Aloma, Semaron. I gotcha. And um, but I would always be over here, you know, and it'd be like a thirty-minute bike ride over here, or like you know, fifteen-minute drive, either one. I gotcha. And uh, yeah, definitely glad I made the move over here. Yeah, man. How, uh, since I don't know exactly where you are, and obviously don't say it as well, but how f- how long of a bike ride is it from the in trap house to your direction? place? It's like embarrassingly close, like so much. That, <laughs> like I drove my car here, and I felt like an asshole. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, because I was just like, well, I have to go somewhere after this, so I'm not gonna walk. But I, I literally, I could have walked in probably like four minutes, three minutes. Damn. So it was like yeah. a 20 second drive. Damn. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> Damn. It's like why I even turn the AC on close. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. That's like my one homie who, who lives up the street. He literally lives two blocks up the street and it's a 45, like 42 second skate from my house to his house. I've, I've timed it just to be sure. <laughs> and he used to drive his car over here all the time. And I was like, dude, what the fuck are you even doing? Yeah. Like, what's the point? <laughs> Makes no sense. But uh, that that's crazy. I, I just love this fucking area, man. It's it's good shit. That is for sure. So what is new for music then in that case? Because um, I, I know you mentioned the uh, the LP. Yep. Yeah, we released that in... When, what, ooh, shit. I think like a, a month ago? Two months ago? Mm-hmm. What's it called? It. It's uh, called The Gifted Misfits the by Gifted Table for Three. It's uh, available to purchase on Apple Music and to stream on... Um, that or what's it called? Spotify. Uh, Spotify. Yeah. Hit that again. A couple real other fast. platforms, but those are like the main ones. Those are the ones I use. So those, That's are, awesome. those are the ones. Hit I it plug. again real fast for the people Spotify. at home. Yep. Uh, Table for three. The Gifted Misfits LP available on Apple Music and Spotify. Yeah, stream. yeah, yeah, yeah. Go check that shit out. Wrap me out. Anything else coming up soon? Um, we're gonna be playing a show. I, I believe the twenty fourth. You could uh, check out Table for three tfthiphop.com. You can get updated on all this in case my dates are off. But I think it's March twenty fourth. Um, I'll check right a now. Show about to pop up, so it's it's not going to be up there yet. It's not going to be up there yet. Oh, okay, I got you. Okay, it should be up there actually tomorrow morning, Monday morning. Okay, but um, I think basically just have a look. Yeah, look out for next month, like towards the end of the month. We have I think two shows about to pop up. Damn tootin'. Yep. Goddamn right. And then the solo project should be out in a couple months. And yeah, that's really all I'm working on. Other than that, just like paintings and stuff. You got a name for the solo project yet, or is that still in um, the works? It's called Bloodline. Oh shit! Like the show? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, thought of that, I thought of that, and then like, man, I remember somebody was just like, "Oh, you know, there's a show called Bloodline." I was like, "Fuck, you're right." Like I knew that, but I just wasn't thinking of it when I named the 
album. So whatever. This show is shit. I'm sure your solo album will be shit. <laughs> okay, you cannot say that that show is shit because when you started watching it, all you wanted to do was watch that show. No, but then I stopped watching it because it was shit. Uh huh. That's why I haven't watched it. That's why I, I switched from that to Top Chef. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's, <laughs> like, that's why I switched. I'd rather, I'd rather watch Top Chef. I'd, rather I'd much watch rather Top watch Top Chef. It's pretty it's badass. Yeah. Did you watch the show? We're Top Chef or, or Bloodline. Bloodline? I watched. I think like the, either the like at the first half of the first season. It just I couldn't stay focused enough. Yeah, I feel you. But what's but here's something that I want to bring up about that because I've talked to other people who love Bloodline. And what do you? Th- I'm not trying to to get down on you or anything or talk shit. Yeah. I'm just trying to say, do you think that maybe potentially has to do with how used we are, or excuse me, how used we are to uh, like violence and other things like that no. in our entertainment? Because that show is mainly based around just dialogue. Really, there's not there's any some action. Good action. Not really. Not compared to any of the other popular shows that it's- are going on. Let's say Westworld, Game of Thrones. All, all of those shows have constant sexual material, aggressive, violent material, all that other stuff. Bloodline is literally just almost dialogue-based the Level entire way through. Level of action is comparable to two, True Detective, where there's a lot of dialogue. Awesome. It's a lot of... True Detective um, is awesome. It's a lot of kind of like dissecting the plot and dissecting the characters. Uh, so it was interesting, but... It just I don't have that kind of attention span. I'm obviously not saying any of that to take away from Westworld or Game of Thrones as well. I'm just saying it just because that's uh, what some other people were. They were almost saying it along the lines of like, yeah, if I really wanted to, I could watch this in the room with my kids as opposed to watching it, you know, watching something like Game of Thrones with my kids in the room. It's just two different monsters. It's do you do you want to sit down and really think about what's going on, or do you want to sit down and see some bloody disasters going but, down? But what is it that drove you away from it, though? What was boring? Uh, the allure of other shows and the fact that, like I said, I don't have the attention span to sit uh, there and yep. dissect that plot. I mean, you know, it was just I was just kind of getting bored of it, you know. But it's not like I like enjoy super action and like bloody death murder all of the time don't get me wrong i love me a good murder movie good murder show love me a good show with action and violence but that's not what i'm all about you know i also really like uh the lion in your living room which is the hell is that (laughs) it's a show about cats and house cats for that matter and it shows their um actions as a domesticated house pet in comparison to their Primal Ancestry, a.k.a. the big cats of the jungle. Okay, interesting. Yeah, like it talks about the survival tactics and I don't know, it's kind of interesting. I watched it the other night when you were sleeping and I was like, he's going to wake up, he's going to make fun of me for watching this shit, but I didn't care. That's a constant (laughs) thing happening though, just me sleeping while you're around doing God knows what in the wee hours of the morning, being weird as shit. You don't even want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. That's why. I, that's why I sleep through those times when you're being fucking weird in the wee hours of the morning. I just I have a lot of feelings. So since we mentioned Spotify earlier, I do want to bring this up because I was looking at this article earlier from the BBC. The clock is ticking for Spotify. No, I have all my good playlists on that. Well, I guess the the idea is that they're not making enough profit right now, basically, and the 
the only way they're apparently going to be able to save Spotify is if they start, I guess, taking away from the streaming revenue that they give to artists. Which is already like... Which is already dick. nothing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. So you, you understand completely. Yeah. yeah. So that is the main problem right now. Like they're not apparently turning over profit whatsoever. Huh. And they're already not giving that I much. They would have enough like people. I don't know, like sponsors from commercials and like uh, you know advertisements and shit like that. You would think so, right? Let's see. Let's see. Uh, maybe they're just not good at it. Like the ad. Maybe they're all artists themselves. Yeah, right. And so they're like, <laughs> "Fuck this business. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing?" Down, man. <laughs> Okay. We're just trying to keep the music alive. Let's see. It says here, That's according sad. according to the BBC, the firm originally planned to float this year. This can now be delayed until 2018. There are various issues behind this move, not least of which is that Spotify needs to conclude new long-term licensing deals with the big three record companies, Universal, Sony, and Warner, to avoid, to avoid the risk of suddenly losing major chunks of its content. It's thought that Spotify currently pays 55% of its revenue to record labels and royalties with additional money going to music publishers. But if it waits too long before floating, it could face a serious cash crisis. Dang. So I got to start writing down all the names of my songs in my playlist now. I have until 2018. <laughs> That's the only thing you're concerned with right now. <laughs> just, oh, shit, my playlist. Oh. <laughs> I have multiple. There's so much good music that I found through Discover Weekly and like, I mean, YouTube does me right, too. I'll look for some weird shit on YouTube, and then I'll just stumble upon, like, really, really dope-ass music. But, this like, Spotify gives me the quality that I need. And I pay for Spotify, so, like, that's a big, fat bummer. The whole yeah. the whole concept of it is very interesting, just because Spotify was the first per... Or, excuse me, the first company to actually have that kind of streaming platform. Right. All these other streaming platforms were basically based off of Spotify, so everybody else made their model off of Spotify... So it's very interesting to see how this is going to go down. Like whether these other companies are going to try to aid them in any way. It was like I don't know how to. I'm not an economics I think Apple master. Music's just going to take over, probably because that's just yeah, that's the trend. You They've know? got a better business model. Yeah, they really do. And there's just more money behind it. Yep. Like if there was a if I feel like if there was a loss with Apple Music specifically, like there's so much of the other company that can, you know, account for that. You know. Which, speaking of which, grab table for three shit on Apple Music now. Boom. <laughs> shameless plug. I, 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 I have a question. I'm all about the shameless plugs. I, I fuck with it heavy. How do you become um, a VIP card holder? Oh, um, that right now is exclusively for those that come to our live performances. So it's just like you come you come to a show, um, you we have these cards with download codes, and it's pretty much like an exclusive Dropbox is how it works. Ooh. So we... Um, we have like uh, exclusive content that you know won't be released online or anywhere else. Dang. So it's just like, oh, we're dropping a single right now because we feel like it. It's not going to be on anything, but if you're a card holder, you have access. Y'all are y'all are smart. I get it. Y'all are smart. Really good idea. <laughs> yeah. Y'all do birthdays. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> birthdays, bar mitzvahs. Hey, I got all your needs over here, son. Yeah, here. yeah, son. <laughs> A quinceañera. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Spot oh, yeah. Spotify. We're hoping for you guys. You yeah. know, we're we're hoping, man. This Pre is hashtag pray for Spotify. Apparently, Spotify is Swedish. Is should start that. Uh, hashtag pray for. <laughs> I will help. Today. Yeah, pray for pray for Spotify. 
I'm gonna make shirts. Make, yeah, t-shirts. Here that might go. be the name of the show. Pray for Spotify. Yeah. No, okay. no, I don't. I'm not gonna do that. Literally, if I put "Pray for Spotify" as the name of the show, anytime somebody searches for that show, it's just gonna be Spotify. The first thing that pops up. Yeah, right. And then my shit's gonna be on like the tenth to fifteenth page after that. Not if you spell it weird. I didn't know that Spotify was Swedish though. I didn't know that either. That's oh, very... the Swedes. They have all really good house music and DJs. Of course, they're Swedish. So I wonder if that's is that like a, a licensing thing uh, specific to the, the the states, or is that just like would they ha- would they still have like a Spotify a Swedish Spotify over there? I'm not sure. Like um, with more Swedish artists featured. You know what I'm saying? Like just yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, I think I think what they kind of do is like the same way as they do Discover Weekly and stuff like that. Whatever your preference is, that's whatever's yours is like it's going to be on. And then probably in Sweden, in different places, they do more featured artists in those areas. Right. I bet. Let's I see. bet that's what they do. Swedish Firm is now a major player in 60 countries, including the world's biggest music market, us, the U.S., where streaming accounted for 51% of music consumption last year. Wow. Yeah. Thank God. Music streaming really, streaming really fucked everything else over over the past year. That was that was what all the numbers that came out when 2017 yeah. came around. Like streaming beat every other. A form of music media by a wide margin. You know, it's like I feel like it's a blessing and a curse. Yeah, it is. It's saving everybody from going insane. But that, yeah. Well, I was gonna say like because I feel like it really messed up the the business model for how record labels run. You know what I mean? And then, well, Napster was really responsible for that in the first place. I think it was Bear Share and LimeWire. I'm not gonna lie to you. Well, no, Napster was the first the first file sharing thing for music, hands down. Napster. Yeah, Napster. Before LimeWire? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, sure. no. Napster, Dang. hands down, yeah. was first. I, never I remember Napster. having Napster, and it would take like like 15 minutes or something to, to download one song, and I'd be excited. And then you appreciate so it more. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. Yes. Now it's just like if you do download one, it's just like, what, like 20 seconds or something? Stupid. Exactly. Yep. And you don't think it, about what could happen if you lose your entire so playlist. Crazy. So crazy. You don't even think about that sadness. This fucking makes me so sad. Corndog, that <laughs> losing a playlist on Spotify <laughs> is so different than losing three to four different libraries of music on iTunes that you've oh, amassed. I, that's, that's happened to me too. That has happened to me too. I don't think all my Bob Dylan when I was a kid. I don't think you've done it. it. I don't think you've done it to the extent that I have. I haven't though. done it five or six times like you, but I've done it a yeah, good one to two times. Not and five or six, like four. It's been at least yeah, at least four that's libraries. Still three too many. At least four. I've only done it once or God, twice. Damn it, corn dog! You talk over me all the time. I, I hate do. you. And it's at <laughs> least because you yell at me when we go on bike rides. It's at least four <laughs> four libraries worth of uh, I don't know eighty gigs of music each, something along those lines, like some retarded amount of music. It was stupid, and I lost all that music four times. That shit sucks. Yes, it does. That's a stab to the heart. And then you you just build up another library right after that. That's yeah, all you do. I feel you. Yeah. I definitely have those libraries I wish I could get back, like just underground shit that yeah. is never going to be released there, again. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of music it's like, it's that forever. there's a lot of music that I had at one point that I know I'm never going to hear again. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know I had it and I loved it and I can't even think about it now. I, I don't even know what it is because I don't have it anymore. Right, right. And I'm never going to be able to find it again more than likely because like you were saying, it's a lot of underground shit, a lot of shit that most people don't know about. Right. So my, um, my friend Sonny in South Florida, he has this... Um, this like CD book that I made, like a burned CDs when I was like, I must've been like 18, 19 or something. And, uh, just has all this old school hip hop. I've never, I hadn't heard of in so long, like 
a lot of old rhyme sayer stuff like like before they were rhyme like you know when it, like, it was like headshots to rhyme sayers yeah maybe, I guess but um I've got a rhyme sayer shirt in my closet right now nice but yeah I don't know old times CDs burning CDs losing, losing libraries you know speaking <laughs> speaking of which now that we're talking now the now that we're talking about just like rhyme sayers and shit who are your like uh, musical influences growing up, not just hip hop, but um, just musical influences across the board. Number one, like, was Bob Marley. Okay, went since I was like, what, like, I don't know, thirteen to shit till now. But mm-hmm. like, um, that was the first thing that made me like really listen and digest lyrics, even though they were really simple. I was just like, there's a simple huge, but powerful, like, strong emotional energy behind what he's saying. Yeah, man. So much. So, um, yeah, like I definitely try to do that with my music now, even if like the lyricism is more complex. Like, if it doesn't have that driving force, I question myself. You know. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But um, other than that, after that, it was like a lot of um, rhyme sayer stuff. Actually, my Word. brother gave me a mix CD of um, atmosphere and. Um, Whew. Shout Aesop out to Rock. shout out to Slug and them. Yeah, big slug. Yeah. Shout out to Aesop. <laughs> yeah, man. But um, so he yeah he gave me a mix CD. I was kind of I didn't know about like an underground music world or any type of counterculture or anything when I was in middle school, you know. And I thought whatever was on the radio was what was, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. And my brother gave me so I didn't really like um hip hop that much anymore because of the shit that they were playing. And he gives me the CD, and I was like, I didn't even know this kind of hip-hop existed, you know? So, uh, yeah, it made me dig deeper after that, once I knew there was somewhere to dig in the first place. It's a very interesting thing to think about when you... And that goes with uh, so many different cultures, too, including hip-hop. You know, like punk music and other things along those lines. Like When you first discover that other people are thinking in a, a almost like a different type of way you're just like ooh yeah. what is this i right. like it and then you just full on dive headfirst into all of that shit yeah i totally appreciate that i yeah, put, um, it definitely sculpted uh what were you saying no go ahead no i was going to say it definitely like sculpted the way i think you know what i mean like just the stuff that i was listening to like it made me kind of a sore thumb but made me you know able to not give a shit what people thought fuck yeah yep. i didn't i and wasn't that's never the power like behind that yeah, you know. I saved a girl during an atmosphere show. What? The first time I saw From them. What? At Bonnaroo, heat exhaustion. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, I was actually, it makes it even crazier at the time, but I'm actually coming up, I was probably about an hour into an acid trip at the time. <laughs> oh, so, uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> atmosphere, atmosphere starts, and this is my very first Bonnaroo. This is like 2011, and this is... Uh, widely known in Bonnaroo culture as the Dust Bowl of Bonnaroo because it was so hot, so dry, and so dusty that year that uh, there was no rain. It rained one time, and it drizzled for about 40 to 45 minutes on Friday night, and the rest of the time was just fucking so dry. Oh, my God. I, I don't ever want to go back to that experience, let me tell you. But this girl in front of me probably five minutes after atmosphere started, she just goes limp immediately oh, and man. falls on me. So she's just falling on me and just going straight down to the ground. And I'm just like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Because I'm, I'm also on LSD at the time. So I'm just like, oh, oh shit, man. oh shit. That's fucking insane. Yeah, that's intense. Yeah, it was a little intense. So I, uh, I immediately just like, I, I held her up, held her head up, Started putting water in her as much as I could without, you know, obviously overloading her system. And somehow, I, I don't know how, but her friends were a little ways away 
and I guess they, they saw her, somebody notified her friends, and they all came over and grabbed her and got her out of there really fast. But if she hadn't have gotten that water, like, she was done, son. Like, I saw her come back to life after that, you know? Damn. Some all crazy- the molly, all the dust, no water. <laughs> and It's a and recipe for disaster. So, needless to say, this is only five minutes into the show. She gets taken away by her friends. I, I, um, I basically just saved somebody's life. She's like, what the fuck? Now I'm on acid, and now I'm about to listen to Atmosphere live, and I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> the whole world is coming down on me right now. Or coming Jesus. up on you, I'm not it, sure. It was a very emotional experience, to say the least. Did just bring a girl That's back crazy. to life. Slug has no idea who I am, and I felt like during that moment, during that show, him and I were just like, we were, we were together. We were one. <laughs> it was a very interesting time, to say the least. But, uh, yeah, no, so Rhyme Sayers are the shit, man. I, I love whenever, like, Brother Ali comes through and yeah, Homeboy, yeah. Sandman, all those dudes, man. Yeah, I just missed that. Uh, what was it? Bro- uh, Brother Ali, Dem Atlas, and Atmosphere. I just yep, missed yep. that show. I was seeing my brother in D.C. I wasn't there also, so don't feel yeah. too bad. I missed it. When when life starts, uh, starts getting really hectic and you start getting older, you realize you can't go to every single show like you used yeah, to. Yeah, this is true. And one must cherish the shows that they do get to go to. We've missed Mick Jenkins like 5,000 times. Mm. I actually missed Run the Jewels the other day, too. Yeah, yep. missed Run the Jewels. Yeah. DC gotta took be both of those from me. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Run, the, Damn, Run yeah. the Jewels was a painful one for us because uh, um, our, homie, our homie was actually getting us in for free. Oh. And he works over there at the, the beach room slash the social. And I hit him up the day of, and I was like, hey, we're still good for Run the Jewels, right? He goes, yeah, yeah, we're good, we're good. Two, three hours later, he hits me up. He's like, man, this is some bullshit. They say that there's no house uh, no house guest list. Oh, okay. It was, it was sold out. Well, I think that, but I mean, apparently it was uh, requested personally by RTJ. Strangely, I know. What? I know. He's like, he was pissed. My homie was pissed. He was like, this is, I've been working here for like four or five years. This is the first fucking show I can't go see. And I'm finding out the day of the show. Is so, it because they wanted to get, they wanted all those spots sold? They're just like, no, you're going to, you're I not guess, getting anybody in free at our show. I guess. I don't, the money or like, I don't know, man. I was, the entire run is sold out. They exactly. Don't, it's like, when you look at they the pictures, probably, well, you know what? They probably maybe they did the numbers and was just like, "Here's all of the shows we're doing. Here's they're probably gonna be sold out. Here's the guest list average. What we're gonna have. Here's the money we're losing. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's I mean, that's, that's the only sh- thing I can think of. And that shit was sold out like yeah. weeks before, man. Yep. It was that was a hectic show. I saw all the pictures from it. And to be honest, I'm sad that I missed it, but I'm also not sad that I missed it because I wasn't a sardine in in yeah, that in yeah, that was, area. I've never seen. I've saw the photos from that, and I've never seen the beach look like that. It was insane. Never seen the beach look. like The that. only time I've ever seen it like that was uh, I think 2012 or 2013 when Odd Future came through here. Oh, okay. I, I could imagine that. Oh, yeah. buddy, that was at their height too. Oh, oh yeah, man. This was like right in the midst of it. So, and it was an all ages show too. Oh really? Oh yeah. All ages? Because I mean, you got to think it was it was Odd Future. They're nothing but skateboarders, so all they're doing is you know really tailoring to that age group of skateboarders, yeah, I guess, like I guess so. thirteen years old to like eighteen yeah, I guess years that old. That is true. Now that I think about it, that was the main demographic for them, pretty yeah, much. It was, like yeah. 
I mean, anybody who, you know, not to take shots in any odd future, but at that time, their content was not the most mature. Yeah, it's it's shock value shit. Exactly. So not to take away from their lyricism. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it it is what it is. Right, right. So someone who necessarily might be going to an atmosphere show probably is not going to go to an odd future show. Yeah. yeah, At that time, at least. I mean, I'm saying that as a person who's been to both shows, but you know, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just a walking, walking hypocrisy. That's all I am, walking <laughs> contradiction. But no, it that show was fucking insane. It was when one side of the crowd moved, you were moving. Yeah, it was like that. There was just no room whatsoever. That's crazy. Body, yeah, Flatbush Zombies <laughs> too. Those, those, I did see. Um, RTJ in uh, Asheville. Ooh, that was cool. Nice. That was like, shoot. I think, I don't even think our uh, number two was out yet. Damn. When I saw them. Because this was like, shit, like three years ago. Gotcha. Something like that. I saw, I saw Mike three or four times before RTJ was out. Okay. The first one. And I saw, I saw LP when he dropped a, uh, Cancer for Cure. Oh, all right, yeah. That's and, a really dope album. Yes, it is. And Mike was on that tour also opening for him because Mike had just dropped R.A.P. Oh, okay. So that, that was around the same time. So that was like, you, you lit- saw the, the yes. precursors. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Literally, Run the Jewels, the first one drops a year after that tour. So I saw Mike when multiple times when no one knew who this nigga was <laughs> until at the very end of his set he plays purple ribbon all-stars okay and everybody starts jumping off you know yeah so it's it's crazy to see those they're uh, a dope duo man because they're <sighs> like i mean from afar their careers could make them look like they're an unlikely match yep but really like it makes i think it makes perfect sense oh yeah man yeah. they just play off of each other so well yeah and L is just such a ridiculous producer, man. Yeah, that, yeah. That dude is just crazy. He's a nasty lyricist, too. I know! Yeah. I know it, man. Dude, all of L's old shit, like, that old shit is so fucking crazy. Oh, I love him. I love him. <laughs> We're not even going to get to any of these topics. We're just going to talk about music all day. And yeah. I am perfectly okay with that. <laughs> yeah, man. Cool with me. There's apparently like some fucking North Korean missile going off and all this other crazy yeah, shit. We're just like skipping over all the real facts. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so man. I heard you. So you like to skateboard too? Like, like, <laughs> hey man, I'm I'm reading from the same page. It's all good. We try to keep things chill over here for the most part. It's uh, it was like actually, it's kind of funny. We we recorded a show a few days ago, and immediately after we stopped recording we got into all of like the heavy political serious talk all that shit and it was somebody who'd never been here before and at like in the middle of our conversation he was just like yeah this is this is nice that we're doing this now and not on microphone and we were actually enjoying ourselves then you know right right because that other conversation it was a real serious conversation not to say that we don't get in a serious conversation here, but I just try to I try to steer away from all the toxicity that's been happening lately. Yeah. I mean I it's, don't know. There's it's a trying times, there, that's all. Yeah, you know, there's there's energy that I feel like a lot of people get you you lose energy in in you know like your forward motion I feel like from talking about things too much. Yep. You know? And I I don't know if like 
I'm not saying that everybody needs to like feel shame for like not being an activist, but cause I'm not like an activist, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But like, I don't know. Yeah. There's energy lost in conversation. Sometimes I feel like that's pretty much what I'm getting at. I agree. I realized that the other day what I never comment on anything political or anything on social media or whatever. And I woke up one day and it was the first thing I opened. Like, the first thing I saw when I opened up some shit and I made a half asleep response where I was like, oh, yeah, I have a logical, you know, objective response because I'm looking at all the facts and I'm not taking a side and this will be this will totally go off. Well, did not go off well at all. <laughs> I immediately got attacked by both sides and I was just like, see, this is why I stay off politics on fucking Facebook. This is right. why I doesn't do, I don't do this shit. Yeah, I, I steer clear from the uh, the Facebook battles. Because they're, they're out there. It's, oh, like, it's like landmines, dude. Oh, man. <laughs> I like to read them and then make funny memes about it afterwards. As soon as you, say, as soon as you say one thing, then everything erupts. Uh, Sandra, my girlfriend, I don't think you haven't met her yet, but um, you probably will. She She's like, she can't say no. You know what I'm saying? So oh. she, she'll pass by something that is just like morally just kind of fucked up. Uh-huh. Or like uh. politically in her mind, just like wrong. And she'll just be like, fuck that like she'll just be like <laughs> responding awesome. right away like i can't let it go she's that's like this awesome. is exhausting but i can't help it like i'm not stopping yeah four hours later just like just still shut, not just stopping computer. it's just funny uh computer. in the chat room zach he just said logic never prevails online oh yeah it hmm. never it never does man <laughs> it never does also shout out to the uh to the don mr jt money he's in the chat room right now also jt money jt money JT? yeah 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 son yeah son all right y'all i gotta go to work what do you mean? Bring home this bacon. Wait, what? Four o'clock, dog. You didn't tell me you were going to work today. Yeah, I did. They got bacon over there? No, you yeah, didn't. We got all the bacon. I did. You're lying. I swear to God, I told you. What? Put that on my mama and my daddy. <laughs> What's well, 3.40? You don't want to wait for like 10 minutes? Are we going to be done 10 minutes? I technically should be there in five minutes, but... Oh, fair <laughs> enough. All right. Damn, man. I didn't know that. Damn. Yeah, I mean, dog. we're apparently we've already done fucking hour fifteen minutes. I didn't even think about that. Jesus, that time flew by. Yeah, yes, it, it did. did. Yes, it did. it did. Yeah, no, you, you'll be fine. We'll we'll wrap Have it up after you. this. Right. You guys are great. We're, we're you, corn dog. Great to meet you. Great yeah, we're you we're not done yet. We'll we'll finish up right after this. You can get the fuck out of here, corn dog. Corn dog, just story. leave. Just I'll go. tell you the story about what happened to me yesterday when all my students rolled up on me at work. Eight deep, those motherfuckers. <laughs> I'll tell that story real quick right now. Oh, and also, <laughs> also, right after you, right after you tell the story, the Don says that they need a corny joke as well. Fuck! I didn't have time to prepare. Well, you can look up a corny joke while you're telling your story. I can't I can't do both things at once? I can't even watch Bloodline for <laughs> long enough to finish one season. Are you kidding me? Fair point. Fair point. God damn it! So last night at work, it was busy as shit. And one of my students, my little mentor, we'll call him Silas. That's not his name, but that's what we'll call him. Probably close to it, though. Not at all. He rolls up and he's like, what's up, Miss S? I was like, what's up, Silas? I'm kind of busy right now. And he said, "Um, oh, he was looking for free food. Because I told him, you know, I will always take care of you. Like, I'm your mentor. I will always take care of you. If I'm ever working, come by and see me. I'll give you a slice of pizza or whatever. Never at any point did I make the agreement to take care of him and all of his homies, right? Oh, right, right. Oh. He tried to flood him in on you. Oh. I was like, come back at 8 o'clock. He's like, all right, we'll be back. I was like, okay. That's that asterisk. He comes back at 8 o'clock with 
seven of his friends. Oh, shit. Two of them who are high schoolers, who are big boys. I was like, excuse me? Uh-oh. And it was just turning to wine now. He's like, what up, Miss S? I was like, what up, Silas? What the fuck is this? Silas. Uh, and he looks at me. He's like, um. And I looked at him and I was like, um. <laughs> he looked at me. He was like, so. And I was like, I'm not feeding you and your friends, Silas. I don't know what to tell you. Like, you know, I'm a server, right? You know, right. I, you know, I got two jobs, right? You know, I do that because I'm broke, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, that's what, you know, and he was like, I wish I brought my credit card, Miss S. I'm sorry. I was like, what do you mean you're sorry? Like, you don't got money to pay for your food? Is that what you're telling me? You're telling me I'm going to have to buy food for you and all your friends? Silas, I can tell you right now, I go there <laughs> to see Corndog at work. I don't get shit for free. <laughs> I have paid for every single thing I've gotten from that restaurant. And not only is he looking at me, I got you, all, Johnny. Of his, all of his boys are looking at me. All of them, they're like, uh, this is awkward. <laughs> and I'm looking at them like, um, it's awkward. I'm not feeding your ass. I'm not your mom. I don't know what to tell <laughs> right, you. Right. Awkward for y'all. And Maybe so, not for me. <laughs> right. I'm like, uh, fuck. Fuck. My better self got to me and I was, I, I straight up looked at Silas. I said, this is the first and last time. Don't oh, do that shit. Oh, you got him? Oh, yeah. Damn. Yeah, I, I was like, don't ever do this shit again, Silas. Don't come up here with eight of your friends and expect you, me to. You're feel better all than me. All eight of them. Yeah, you, <laughs> you you just set a precedent, homie. <laughs> nah, well that nigga's gonna tell his friends well, and they're gonna no, come because back. Because two of them were in high school, and you better believe that while they were eating, I was like, so why you don't have jobs? <laughs> I was like, how old are you? Fifteen. You could get a job at Publix. God one of them. Damn. One of them was like, I do have a job, and I was like, you should be buying me dinner. I shouldn't be buying you dinner. Ooh. Like, what is going on right now? <laughs> but so you still them, but, bought them. But dinner. I did. Well, no, I didn't. So what happened was, you know, I had already resigned myself to the idea that, okay, you're going to pay for their dinner. And it was kind of sweet because before they got their meal, they prayed. They prayed over their meal and they were thankful. And I heard their prayers out loud and they were like. Thank you for talking in the microphone. Sorry about that. Um, they were They were genuinely thankful and I had never seen that. At my restaurant, you know, it's all rich people, or, or not rich people, but people who can afford to spend money to at a nice dinner. You know what I mean? They're never praying for their food. They're never saying grace before they eat. You know, they're never thanking right. any kind of anything. These kids prayed, and I'm hearing them talk and fight over the last piece of pizza, and he's like, man, you selfish, and you rude, too. You know, she didn't have to give you this pizza. And they're talking about it. I'm like, okay, so they kind of understand in the back of my head, I was like, damn, like I got bills to pay. I'm gonna have to pay $21 for these motherfuckers and not get a tip out of it. They're sloppy, whatever. It's okay. It is what it is. I've already made the decision to do this. And so, you know, like I was happy to help him, happy to feed him, but kind of salty in the back of my head. I'm walking around like over it. This guy walks up and he's like, excuse me, miss. Um, What's your I name? Would, I would Where like you to. From? Can you come? <laughs> Shut up. Possibly. He was like, "Can I take?" Slipped you in there with that. That was sneaky. <laughs> that was that was good. But I couldn't resist. I'm, I'm interested to hear the end of the story too. He was like, um, "I thought you were about to say you're interested in hearing me finish the song." <laughs> I will. I will indeed. Take it to the karaoke box outside. You're gonna be late. He's like, "I would like to pay for those boys." I was like, excuse. I was like, no, no, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. I, you know, I got them. They're my students. They're one of them. I'm, I'm his mentor. I got it. It's fine. And he was like, no, 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 no. I'm a teacher, and I teach at Rosemont Elementary, and uh, I don't know Rosemont. I've never heard of it, but I guess it's like a school in the hood or something like that. He's like, those kids remind me so much of my kids, and I really, really would love to take care of That's their awesome. meal. 
And so I felt like a bitch because in the back of my head, I was still kind of salty about the fact yeah, that I had to pay like, for the food. All right, I'll pay. For it. Yeah, you guys, it's on me. Fuck these kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, but they, they knew I was salty about it because I wasn't smiling when I walked by them. I was looking at them like, is it good? Good. <laughs> Fuck you. Enjoy that. <laughs> you better enjoy that shit. You better enjoy that shit. So, um, but that guy fucking picked up their tab. And I was like, holy shit, not only did he pick up their tab, he gave me yeah, a, a really tip. good tip. Yeah, there you go. A really good tip. Like, very generous. I was like, holy shit. Shout out to I that dude. Cried. Shout out to that dude. That taught me a fucking lesson. Because I'm like, damn, you know, like... And the fact that I told those kids to come back at eight, and exactly at eight, they showed up eight deep. And that guy was sitting there and wanting to take care of them. I was like, holy shit, that's just fucking full circle right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I almost slapped that little boy in his face. <laughs> 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 like, but, but with that being said, I, I did almost hit a small child. <laughs> uh, Silas, if you're listening, man, we'll ha- listening. we will have words on Monday if you're in school. Just you, watch out. You got a corny Teacher joke? said, get a job, homie. Get a job, homie. <laughs> she I told- said, get, come in here eight deep isn't cool anymore. <laughs> I've never rolled eight deep anywhere. I don't Expecting even... someone to feed you. What the fuck is Just that? Just soda pop drinking ass. <laughs> oh my God. No, they all have water. No. I was like, y'all get water. All right, hey, corn... Can we have wings? No. Corn dog, give us, your, give us a corny joke real fast okay. before you go. Wait a minute. You got one? I was already... Come on, bro. Okay. You're Wait, supposed hold to on, do hold this. on, hold on, hold on. You were supposed to do this while you were telling the story. How can you not multitask? We are in the age of multitasking. You're supposed to be able to watch TV, write a book, and do yoga at the same time. Why don't you play poker in the jungle? I don't know. What? Too many cheetahs. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) JT Money, you happy? There. There it is for you. You you good? Okay, let me check this beer. Okay. All right, y'all. Uh, shout out Big Show. Shout out Erica Badu. I'll see you at WrestleMania, Big Show. Erica Badu, if you go to WrestleMania, I'm looking to sit right next to you. Um, thank you, everybody. And uh, thanks for those of you who tuned into Mixler. We love only, you, only two people. Yeah, thank you. You're going to miss Elimination Chamber tonight. I'm sorry I'm gonna about that. I'm going to fucking kill myself. Record it. I don't need to record it. Put we it on your put we, it on your story. You realize we have the WWE Network, The only Network, thing your right? Snapchat story is good for... Is updating me on wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fine. That's that's cool. That, that's how that's going to be. Fine, bro. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. You don't dude. tell me what to do. You're going to be late. I like how you're like, let me finish my beer before I drive to work. Hey, that's the life. You know, you just got to. Allegedly. It makes working You got to roll fun. with the punches. <laughs> okay, bye, everybody. Love you guys. Love you too. Bye, bye. Sean Shakespeare. Thanks for coming on to the show. Peace. You're great. Good to meet you. Hope yes. you make bank slanging them slices. All, all those years slanging slices. Stalking you. Slice. That double S. And we're not talking about Hitler. <laughs> Got a gang of back there. Okay, bye, buddy. Later. We didn't even... Wait, is there a person in the house? Is there a person in the house? <laughs> is there really a person in the house right now? I hear somebody. There's someone in the house right now. I, there's somebody in my house that I have no idea who it is. And that's, oh, shit, how long have you guys been there for? Okay, well, one of you can jump in. One of you can jump in. There's a there's an extra mic and headphones right now. Oh, there's nothing to edit out here. We got fucking Peisenberg and the... I'm going to have to get out of here in like 10 minutes. And the Joe Rilla. Okay, word. Um, In that case, we usually do Heat of the Week. We I can bang out Heat of the Week really fast, and then we that? can... 
Heat of the week is just what I listen to every week. It's just new shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, True we'll that. do that. We'll do that really fast, and then we'll get the fuck out of here. How about that? Or actually, we don't have to get the fuck out of here. You can get the fuck out of here and do your thing. And then I can have these losers on, and they can talk <laughs> and do whatever they want. True that. Yeah, all right. I guess I'm going to... Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, no problem at all. Uh, let's see. Let me find my little intro here real fast, and we will do this shit. It is live. It is live indeed. Oh, you want to leave right now? Oh, I thought you were... Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not, we're not leaving right now. Not yet, <laughs> no. Yeah. You're about to hear the trap house heat of the week. <laughs> this fucking intro makes me happy every time. Thanks, JT Money, again, for the new intro, because the last intro was... Uh, Quite interesting. I still want to get a funky ass intro though. I've been trying to talk to some like uh, local funk bands and get like some old straight up black exploitation funk. Oh shit! For a heat of the week intro. <laughs> oh yo, I'm telling you, like some Curtis Mayfield shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it'd be so good. So good. All right. So first song, heat of the week. This week we have a homie named Khalid. The name of the song is Shot Down. He's got an album coming out called American Teen, and you can fuck with that shit if you want to. What's up? What's up? That dude's fire right there. <laughs> oh, do you know this dude? Yeah, he's fire as fuck, dude. Indeed. You're killing me here right Wait, now. Wait, are they really? Then I might need to not play his music then. No, 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 no. No, 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 this dude... This dude, 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 it's easy. I just have a, I have an issue though with playing things that are on no, the radio. Dude, 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 this dude is. You mean legally or otherwise? No, 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 just, just otherwise. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. These dudes are, this, these dudes have got fucking shake on skateboards. The whole music video is surrounded by skateboarding. I'm cool with it. It ain't too bad. just makes me want to go skate. Yeah, right. And I definitely want to add some neon shit to the underside of my board now. <laughs> Apparently, this is all the rage. Shit. But indeed, this is Khalid. Name's Shot down and there's a lot of dudes with neon skateboards doing tray flips and I fuck with that that ain't too bad excuse my burp people next song I'm trying to run through this really fast sorry everybody at home next song we have this uh, person who I've never heard of before this morning named Bianca Bianca Varela and the name of the song is Eyes on Me she's over in out of Cali it should be interesting. 
It's a little more on the aggressive side. I must say, her uh, her picture also on the SoundCloud track is rather questionable. I don't know if anybody else can see this. All I see is leg and ass. That's it. <laughs> and a, uh, a shiny jacket reminiscent of P. Diddy and Mace back in the Bad Boy era. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I see I, that. I already made that joke on a previous show, but I'm going to make it again. I don't even care. <laughs> it still looks like it. still looks like she's straight out of the late 90s. Shiny suits and all. Okay, I'm running through Heat of the Week really fast this week, people. And I just know that the next song is badass, so I just want to get to that, really. So check out that shit if you want to. Bianca Vidala, Eyes on Me, blah, 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 blah. She's got a new project coming up called Cool Kids Travel. You can find her shit on SoundCloud if you want to. Now, for the real good shit. We've got from the world-renowned hip-hop group Black Sheep, Mr. Drez. The MC from Black Sheep, of course, for all oh. you people who do not know who Black Sheep is, it's the uh, the age-old fucking hip-hop song that you probably know from the Kia commercial, I guess. That's <laughs> the only way to describe it to you people. Anyways, Drez is the shit, Black Sheep is the shit, and he's got some solo shit coming out. name of the song is called Soul, and the entire concept of the song is pretty much based around lyricism. So, keep your ears tight. There's a lot of uh, a lot of intro stuff for this music video, so don't worry about all those other noises. <laughs> Not part of the song whatsoever. Just for you people out there who fuck with your uh, stereotypical mumble rap of the day, there's still people shooting at those fuckboy MCs, if you didn't know. Right. Just wanted to let you know. And one of those people, Mr. Sean Shakespeare, I gotta let him get the fuck out of here. This is Black Sheep 
Drez from Black Sheep. The name of the song is called Soul. Check that shit out. There's a quick snippet because the boy rips that shit and he has been in the game longer than any of these other motherfuckers that you know. So, this is true. That being said, another real MC doing the damn thing. I got to let my man get out of here so he can continue on with his day. Because we're all human beings. We all got to do the things we got to do. Yeah, man. So, Thanks for having me, Steezy. Hey, it's no problem at all. We will, we will do this again very soon, for I'm sure. sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. Yeah, man. Right. Hey, give me, give me some daps, my friend. All right, take care, dude. Give me some daps, and we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll do some bike riding soon, too. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. I got to, like, uh, yeah, I got to get out there again. Like I said, I feel like my bike's just getting, like, like I'm going to get on my bike and my chain's just going to fall off. Not I'm, being used in the I'm last just, few months. I'm just getting back into riding my bike right now. So I have I have the bug right now. You know what I mean? Oh, nice. Yes. So I, I'm very uh, I'm very apt to going on bike rides. I'm right down. Now. Like the weather's perfect right now too. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah, pretty much any time this week. Exactly. For for two for two dark niggas with long hair, we have to <laughs> we have to take advantage of the weather while we can. Right. Straight up. So yeah, man. Hey, Later, have man. a good day, my friend. Peace. Yeah, and I'll hit you up when we put this out too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Travel safely, my friend. Hey, Peisenberg, you want to come in here? I think he went to get beer for me. Oh, did he? Oh, okay. Well, hey, get on the mic, man. Me? Yeah, get on the mic. Why not? Fuck it. I still got to wrap this shit up. He just left. I'm, I'm still broadcasting. I'm still podcasting. I'm still doing all those things. Okay, sir. You ain't never been on a show before, so just, oh, you know, tell nice. the people what's up. I got, I got fucking Joe Rilla in the trap house with me right now. What's good, sir? You got to talk into the microphone, actually. Bring it right to your right to your mouth. What's good, sir? See the difference there? Yes, sir, I do. Yes, indeed. No, talk right into it. Right into it. Yeah, there you go. Right. So what's the deal, my friend? You guys came by to uh, to drink a little beer and go to go play some pool and shit? Yeah. That sounds like a good time, right? Yeah, that's not too bad. Just not too bad. Sunday afternoon. Just Already high, I take it? Mm, that's a possibility. <laughs> possibility yeah. or a fact, sir? Hypothesis, hypothesis, dude. Put that right into your mouth. Hypothesis, hypothesis. See, yes. We don't know until we know. Literally, I was about to say it, and then I just read it in the chat room. The Don, JT Money, he said, get the dick in your mouth. No. I mean, that's the only way you got to do it. I got to start telling people. Usually, I tell people to kiss the mic when they come in here. I just got to start referring directly to put the dick in your mouth. (laughs) Put the dick in your mouth. And then, uh, literally, the dawn goes much better right away. Nice. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. You just got to listen to me. Well, apparently, the uh, the podcast ruiner is going to get beer right now. And the other two people who I had on the show with me, they decided to leave me in the middle of the show because Uh-oh. apparently that's how we do things. We just leave our homies out to dry, you know. That's how the shit goes down, I guess. Uh, I guess I should just wrap this shit up. I don't know. I was going to wait for Peisenberg to come back and say something on the microphone, but... Where's he at? How long? He left a while ago. I mean, the the fucking store is right up the street. I don't see why he wouldn't be able to come right back here, but do I have to wait that long for him to come here, honestly? Is he worth waiting for? He's probably got some stories for you, Steezy. He's probably got some stories for you. But he's the podcast ruiner. We all know this. Oh. That's true. I mean, it's literally the podcast that he ruined. One of those people is in the chat room right now. It's it's just, I really don't feel like this is something that should be done. 
That's your he, call, dude. See, he will ruin your podcast. <laughs> Hashtag fact. That's what the chat room is saying to me right now. He's a good dude, though, right? You're trying to defend you, you, him, and you no, don't no, understand. No, no, listen, listen. He could, he could show that your show is the show of all shows by not ruining your podcast. He could be like, your show's so fucking great that well, I'm not gonna, that I'm not going to ruin your podcast, cheesy. That because he ruined everybody else's, he's like fuck it. He's like I go in and I destroy shit. He's like Tasmanian devil fucking podcast, right, <laughs> right. But he's here, Steezy, and you could shut it down. You can fucking shut it down. You can say, sir, you will not ruin my podcast, but elevate it to another level. So what do you say, Steezy? Can that happen or can that not happen? Well, the chat room is telling me not a risk I take. Oh, dot dot dot. They again. said you're a pussy. They said you're a pussy, Steezy. No, That's this is they... this is the person who had their podcast ruined. He oh. said, "Not a risk I'd take again." The uh, the Don says, "Great dude, but dot dot dot." Oh, you know what I say, Steezy? Have some faith in yourself, sir. You know this dude. You can break him down in an interview and get some slings from it you mm. would never get from him. This could you could. Take it to a whole another level on the podcast world. I don't you know. You could be like, I, like Tasmanian Devil. You're just like, you push that shit over and killed him on the cliff. To be fair, last time he was in here, he was so fucking high that he stopped talking halfway through the episode. I will keep Boom, him. shots fired. I will, I, will keep him, I will keep him, sir. I will keep him talking. <laughs> Trust me. We'll, we'll see have what, a good conversation. We'll see we what happens. What, let's see what Coleman does. If he ever even ends up getting back here... Now, I do have something that I wanted to talk to everybody else about, but everybody fucking left before I could even talk about it. Now, I have this story about apparently a cheating Frenchman who is suing Uber right now for uh, tipping, off of his wi- tipping off his wife about what he was doing. He apparently used his, his wife's phone to order an Uber to his mistress, which, first of all, in my in my sense of uh, logic, if you're trying to sue Uber for tipping off your wife about the affair, don't fucking use her phone in the first place. That's fucking stupid, dude. What the fuck is wrong with you? Sure, he goes, oh, but I logged out, but it kept sending notifications to her phone. No shit! You used her fucking phone in the first place, dude. Completely negates everything after the fact to me. That's all I'm going to say about that, sir. Mr. Cheating Frenchman. If you're going to cheat on your wife, you have to do it logically. God damn it. You can't fucking use her phone for anything. I just don't even understand. You can't even look at... Just the... It's people like this that give... That give us a bad name. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. If you're going to use your fucking wife's phone to cheat on her, why would you do that? Where was his phone? That's what I want to know. I, t- I don't understand Steezy, either. what happened to his phone? What's the story behind that? You know if, what I'm saying? If this something, there was something that fucking was for real that was happening to that man's phone that he said, I'm going to pick up the fucking Uber and order what? This is, yeah, this is... This you know is what I'm some, saying? Yeah. That's, that's the story, Steezy. Something, not this. Not this bullshit. That's not the story everybody wants to know. Yeah, fuck everybody, you. No, fuck Fucking them. BBC. <laughs> everybody wants to know, what's the backstory that that motherfucker's phone was not there right then? I mean, that, that is a good point to bring up, because when you think about it logically, right. what, what sane man is going to grab his wife's phone and try to 
try to you know organize some type of extramarital affair. I don't I don't really agree with that that logic whatsoever. So this dude probably he probably had some crazy shit happen. He might have even had some other shit to attend to with this other woman that didn't even involve anything sexually. Maybe he was just like, oh shit, she might be pregnant. I gotta get the fuck over there right now. <laughs> figure some shit out. Hold on. How would she might be pregnant? Uh, I don't know. Girl, she doesn't have any shit, but she might be pregnant. No. What other situation would he be in that he needs to use his wife's phone to Uber over there immediately? I don't know. That's the story, though. I want to know. I want to know what the fuck happened to this motherfucker. I'm very confused. That his life was that bad that he's like, yo, I don't even know what happened to my phone, but I got to pick up the phone that is my wife's and order an Uber to go see somebody else. Apparently, that's what happened to that man. So I want to know that story. Apparent, I want to know what. Apparently, this motherfucker is suing. How much? Guess how much he's suing Uber for? Is he mad because he didn't know what happened to his own phone? No, no. <laughs> Apparent. Uh, no. The the claim is that even though he logged out of Uber after that, the Uber app kept sending notifications to her phone after that, telling that uh, telling her phone where he was going. So I think any other Uber that he ordered after that was going directly to her phone. So after the whole situation happened, when he originally ordered it from her phone, anytime he went over there after that from his phone, it also sent a notification to his wife's phone. Again, that sucks. Again, <laughs> it sucks. But again, what happened to that man? That In the he, first place, yeah. yeah. That's the backstory. That That's Moment. the big... Oh, there he oh, is. There he is. My know? boy. How'd you know? Hey, hey, hop How'd on. You know? Hop on the mic, dude. Yeah, definitely hop on the mic. Podcast man. ruiner. Get in here. For real. You're going to prove him wrong. See, see, do it. Show, yeah, everybody, you, show everybody else that you they gotta, were not strong enough, but you got this. You got to prove us. You got to prove me wrong. No, 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 sir. no, no. You're proving him wrong. You're proving everybody else. Easy. You're like, I am not going to allow this motherfucker to ruin my podcast. The Don said, always uncheck the save password. Dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Coleman, what's your... Uh, oh, yeah, speaking of which, we've, we've got Mr. Coleman in here, Mr. Pizza Peisenberg, sitting in right now. Here, you can, bah, have bah, these, bah, can have these headphones podcast here, Podcast ruiner. Yeah, podcast ruiner, indeed. So we've got the Pizza Peisenberg, and we've got the Joe Rilla in this bitch now, taking over after Mr. Sean Shakespeare and Corndog have left the building. <laughs> I yeah, feel we're, we're fitting replacements, right? I, oh, I'm i totally no. kidding. No. Yeah, this actually worked out pretty well. I wasn't I wasn't ready to stop, and uh, Sean had to leave. So okay. I'm just like, fuck it. Let's just well, we'll chill for a little on. bit. Let's do it. Yeah, why not? So we're, we're discussing this topic of this French guy. Oui, oui. And he's suing Uber right now. Uber. Indeed, yes. Uber, thank you. Thank you for correcting me. My, no pro- uh, yeah, I'm sorry. My fault, yeah, my bad. No problem. Your dialect so, is fucking terrible. Go on. So he... He apparently, we do not know the story yet on why he did this in the first place specifically. That's what we're trying to figure out. But he apparently used his wife's phone to order an Uber to his mistress's house. Now, he said, <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm I know. I'm trying to wrap my head around this. Hang on. Trust me, I know. Too stupid for me to get. Quite dumb. Quite dumb indeed. Now, he says that he logged out of the app after he used it. So he thought that he was covering his tracks. But after that, anytime he took an Uber afterwards, it would send a notification to her phone. 
So every time he Ubered over <laughs> to his mistress's right. house and after that, where he was going uh-huh. and have a wrap up, I understand. Oh how Uber yeah, works buddy. A bit. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. So we're trying to decipher what could have been the situation in the first place. Why the fuck would you use your wife's phone to cheat on your wife? Right. Okay. Coleman, Coleman, isn't that the deeper story? It's not even that that shit happened. It's I feel what like happened to this man's life. He's like, I'm gonna pick up my wife's phone. <laughs> And order a fucking Uber to go bang this other chick. That's the backstory. Okay, well, here's the real backstory. There's two options. I feel like there's two options. Either you're too fucking stupid to even understand what's wrong with doing that, that you even made a mistake. In which case, you're not smart enough to fucking operate Uber. (laughs) So let's throw that out the window and go with this guy's looking for a forced divorce. What I want to know is... He's looking for her to divorce him for whatever reason. Coleman, Coleman, what I want to know is... You get that up tilt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Speaking of black cock, Mike. Speaking Hello? of Mike. Like this? Oh, shit. All deep on it. And like, yes, oh, look, deep into it, right? Yeah, there you go, Fucking buddy. Fucking golden-voiced yard man. Also, before... Coleman, before... Coleman, really, for real. What happened to that motherfucker? Some shit happened that dude's life. What happened? I... Tell I, me. I, That's I don't the story. know. Those are my two. Those are my two thoughts right there. And one of them I said's out the fucking window. For some reason, he's looking to get a divorce, and he doesn't have the balls to tell his wife he wants a divorce. No, he wants he, to get caught. No, he should have. No, yeah, that, that's a possibility. It's be why not just man up and fucking say it? No, I don't no. know, man. Sometimes people you can't got the fucking balls do it. And they up, just want to. You got the balls. Lay the up, trap and you, let themselves get caught. The, you got the balls to pick up your wife's fucking phone and order an Uber. You don't have the balls to tell her you want a divorce. He's probably told her over and over that she want he wanted a divorce. Well, then there you go. And maybe he's this is a this is, is a, this is how bad I want a divorce. Uh, damn it! Is that the backstory? That could be it, man. What I else? don't know. What are the other options? He just said fuck it at that point. Right. He's just like it's all a right, fuck it scenario. This bitch is not getting the point. She's, I need her to understand that I'm done with this tired asshole. She's that terrible. I'll take the licks in court, or who knows how it works in France. Also, Chris, Zach is defending you right now for no reason whatsoever in the chat room. I appreciate it. Thanks no, for your defense. I don't know what I need to defend myself on this he, time. He but. said we're, we're talking specifically about the old podcast ruiner nickname. Yeah. Oh. He said this to, to no one. No one mentioned anything about it. We're just making fun of you. And he goes, I don't know who gave Chris that nickname. I pushed <laughs> to put him on our show and wished we lived close enough to have branched off with something new. That's the gayest fucking thing I've ever heard. Oh, man. Did he put heart emojis in there? He did not put any, no heart emojis as far as I know. He told me to get into Mixler, but I couldn't find you on Mixler. What's your... Oh, I literally just made it about four to five hours ago. Well, I tried while I was here. Zach texted me and said, get on Mixler. And I was like, I'd search Steezy's Trap House. It's STH show. Oh, there you go. Yep, yep. I would have gotten to that eventually. I've realized I realized going on now in the world of the uh, the social media yeah. and getting your shit out there, the acronyms and the abbreviations, right. everybody is drawn to it nowadays. Everybody loves it. They're just like, oh my God. It started with... Um, SDA show. Yeah. Uh, burn your own crappy backyard podcast, exactly, I believe. Exactly. Yeah. Yep, I believe I've got a koozie of theirs right now. Yeah, exactly. Well, my, my, my favorite one was uh, the one I said on the cruise cast which was burn your own crappy bridges nice i like that yes. ross has come up with quite a few and in, in his myriad fucking yeah joke but, acronyms uh, all ross does is just get high and think of stupid things you're so. right he's got nothing but time exactly indeed 
Well, uh, after the Uber, I don't know what else we're going to fucking talk about. I mean, you guys just kind of jumped in here randomly. Uber I everywhere. Had Uber, no idea Uber you guys everywhere. were even in my house. Yep. Like, I came on in. I didn't want to beat on the door, and I was like, fuck it. I'll just like creep in, stick my head in the studio. Corndog leaves, no. and then I just hear her saying something along the lines like, oh, my God, there's someone in the house. <laughs> and she was pissed because we came as she was leaving. So. And to which I say, oh, my God, there's someone in the house, and I'm doing something in this room, and I can't see who these people are. Right, right. Please tell me who these people are. In my house, this to, makes, which she says absolutely fucking nothing. This makes quite a few podcasts I've walked in on the middle of now. No, oh, that's that's okay. That's, that's fine. It's all right. It's all right. It goes back to the podcast runner, Zach. I'm sorry. How's you, your? You started it. But he's go, go Coleman. This is where it all stops. So it's easy to go overcome your podcast ruining ass. And he's going to prove everybody else was a failure and he succeeds. Look <laughs> at him. Right. And he's just laughing right now because he knows. He's already got this motherfucker. 66.6% of the fucking news junkie cast in this motherfucker. Yeah, that's true. If that he could just true. get that uh, you know, that one guy to come down to his peasant status. Pop my collar real fast. Man, hey, man, props on that, dude. I don't want him Those were here. great episodes. No, Who? you don't. Who? I don't want He'll him. He'll just look down upon your fucking setup and tell you how shitty it is. Where's your big screen yes, with will. your fucking news on it, buddy? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Where's, the, where's your 16-year-old son who shuns you on social media, huh? Where's he at? Even though C-Lane did say when he was in here, and he was like, I'll beat, I'll beat it being that there's a nice big screen in that studio. I hate fucking turning around He's, my neck to look at that shit. It. Exactly. Yep. yep. So needless to say, my tiny 17-inch computer monitor <laughs> is way better than that. You're right. I can see it from right here. 60-inch flat screen. Go fuck yourself. Although I don't see any waves. Fuck Are we recording? Let's get into some conversations. Let's just go. Come on. Call I made me. a. I did make a random joke to see Lena though about having Sean in here, and then immediately I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want him in here. I don't want him in here at all. Actually, no. Let's let's go ahead and strike that from the record. You're right. He'll probably fuck shit up worse than I ever could. He will shit on everything in this room. <laughs> right. Shit now. on everyone. Yeah. Every right. single thing. Then I feel like he might even take it back and vaguely fucking hide it and drop drop shit on you right on his own show. More than likely. You're yeah. Right. You're right. I'm still butthurt about him playing that stupid fucking best of <laughs> the best of uh, dispatch with the office. Yeah, I yeah. hate that shit so much. <laughs> I told C Lane about it after the show, and he was like, "I don't even know what segment that's in." Yeah, I was like, "Yes, you do." <laughs> I know he sets up best of, and he fucking yeah, doesn't he, know what he's what he's talking about. Fucking liar. He's too drunk. <laughs> Anyways, so what's the plan after this? Sports Town, I suppose. Yeah, well, you know, if we get hungry, maybe Gringos. I don't know. Whatever. This is a very very. It's Lacks a loosely, plan for today. It is, it is. Yeah. Let's just fucking roll the dice and see where it goes. In seat of our pants style. Okay, fair enough. Um, I mean, I've been doing this now for almost two hours. Oh, shit. So okay. we can keep going if you guys would like, but I, I'm pretty cool. How many people you got on Mixler Live right now? Uh, zero. All right. <laughs> Thanks for hanging with us, Zach, you piece of shit. No, I think it's literally Did only... Did you have to go comb your hair? Wait, sorry. Oh. I think I can, it's... I can, I can do that. It's like fine. an N-word calling an N-word the N-word. I'm bald. I can call him bald. I think it's piece only... I think it's only two people that are in here. It's Zach and the Don. JT Money. Oh, JT Money. I heard he came up with a new intro. Did I hear he that? He did. I, I didn't have the headphones on. I couldn't hear it. Do you want me to play it for oh you Oh my God. Fast? Is it on rhythm? Does it end on a note? Or... Yeah, it's not too, it's not okay. too bad How many bop, bop, How many fucking <laughs> Drakehorns is a drop. JT goes, he said, ooh, sick burn. Sick burn. <laughs> Wrecked, JT. All right, here it is. Better so far. <laughs> He's, yeah, your face immediately goes, well, I can't hate it. To hear the trap house heat of the week. 
Not too bad. No, way better. Okay. Yeah, not too bad That's at all. a little on point, JT. Good I mean, work, everybody sir. loves the original one, though. Yeah, because it's, it's constant ragged on. So you just, you should mix them up. It's so Every good. few shows, throw that one back in. I mean, I still, my whole idea is I want some funky ass shit with funky ass bass lines. Okay. I just want some some real groovy 70s okay. funk for so the you, Heat of the Week intro. You're going to commission Bootsy to make you something? Something like that. Okay. I'm going to try to. Hit him up. Twitter. I'll see, uh, Twitter's I'll see, out there for a reason. I'll see George Clinton at Okeechobee, so... Oh, shit. I'm, gonna I'm try jealous to, of that. try to talk to him in person, you know, and be like, yo, George, come on, my George. dude. Come on, George. Don't be a bitch. Just, just hook a podcaster up. I'm sure just, he does a podcast, right? A just do cast. this, George. Come on. <laughs> Jesus. And I want to see Kuso because George is in it also. Okay. Well, you'll have to give me a report on that. I know you heard about Kuso. I have right? not. The no. Flying Lotus movie? No. Where everybody got uh, everybody left because it was so disgusting? No, no. Sean talked about it on the News Junkie. I, I missed this one. Which I beat him to by Did like you? four days. You dropped it on the show first? Oh, yeah. Okay, it's because he was listening. Mm-hmm. Indeed, him. indeed. It was either on Reddit or the Trap House. That's where exactly. he gets his shit. But uh, no, it's it's just basically this movie that Flying Lotus, the producer, he made. And it's loosely based... On a plot line regarding an earthquake in Los Angeles. Okay. The big and one. And it's basically no, no, it's a fake earthquake. Okay. So well, it's a movie. So yeah. It's based on all of the after events of the earthquake, where all kinds of crazy shit happens, and the most disgusting things that you could ever imagine in your head happen on screen. Okay. So, That's wild. And it basically and Clinton is in it, this? it sent people running and screaming and puking out of the the Sundance theaters that it was playing in. Oh, okay. It was a Sundance film. Yeah. Okay. So it was funny because leading up to it, Flylo was all hyped on it and everything, talking about how depraved and disgusting and horrible it is. And everybody goes to see it. Everybody freaks out and all these terrible reviews come out because it's disgusting. Flylo's just like, well... I said in the first place it was fucking right. disgusting. I mean, it like, is what it is, right? What, what, what did you expect? It has a rating attached, I would assume R. Yep. Well, there you uh, go. I don't know, actually, about the rating. I mean, it, it cannot be anything other than R, R or, or NC-17. Right, yeah, right. so. Well, then I'm I'm definitely interested. It's pretty epic, I must say. I'll, I'll watch it eventually, one of these days. So I'm just going to end this shit. That's fine. Wrap it up. Yeah, we should get the fuck out of here. I want to go play some pool, honestly. All right, I want to school some here. folks in foosball. Who's down? Ooh, I'll fuck your ass up. It's a foosball, right, son. Let's see how this goes. I don't live near sports town, so you might have an edge. I'm more than likely gonna have an edge. God I'm not gonna it. lie. He's athletic. Mm-hmm. Okay, you guys have anything you'd like to shout out real fast? Just in case this was the Podcast Ruiners podcast. I apologize. <laughs> I, Actually, I drove I, here. I drove Steezy. this fucker here. Steezy, I, I have faith in you. I have faith in you that you overcame it and you showed everybody else. He that shall overcome. It. He you shall got overcome. It. You got it, Steezy. You oh, did thank it. you. I appreciate that, buddy. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. Oh. Podcast Mafia shout out. I you. know you're coming with that. You. I already did that actually earlier on oh, the show. Fuck those guys. That happens early. They don't need shouts out. Quick, quick They're shouts out at the very start. Oh, in the start. Okay. Coleman, do your shout outs. I got none. Okay. Check me out on the social medias. Pizza Peisenberg. It's boring. See, there you go. <laughs> Boom. And you can find me personally on Twitter at Steve's Trap, on Instagram at The Steve's Trap. That's T H A Steve's Trap, because I'm just cool like that and I don't spell my thes correctly. So, all that being said, we Urban. hope you enjoyed the motherfucking shit we did today, bitches. Yee. Yeah. I'm just going to talk like that for the rest of the time. Every time I do this show now, I'm going to talk like that. Thanks for downloading. Because it's necessary. Why? Oh!
man. I almost forgot. I almost fucking forgot. Oh. I ha I don't even know if I can play it right now. I don't even know if I can play it. Oh, fuck. I'm just going to tease it for next time. There's a lovely message for anybody who listens to the News Junkie. A certain dispatcher sent in a lovely message that we'll be playing next show. Not this time, because I don't want to. And this is how a radio tease happens. So, that all being said, hope you guys have a fucking lovely day. Thank you for downloading all that shit. Much peace and love, bitches. <laughs>